Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This week's episode of the Realest Podcast Ever is sponsored by Vote for Kathy. Tuesday, May 16th, we need all Philadelphia residents at your local polling stations to vote for Catherine Gilmore Richardson for Philly City Council. In 2019, Kathy made history in becoming the youngest woman elected to Philadelphia's City Council. And the only way to ensure she's able to continue all the great work she started is to vote for Kathy in the 2023 primary elections. So Tuesday, May 16th, pull up to the polls and vote Catherine Gilmore Richardson for Philadelphia City Council. This message is TRPE approved. Now on to the show. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. That used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I'm going to have me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. That used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I'm going to have me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. What up, what up? We back, man. Realest podcast ever. I already am liking this. I like the energy you came in with. Oh, I appreciate yes, it. Motherfuckers coming here, yo. Sorry, <laughs> man. I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to, you know what I'm saying? We are back once again to do this thing we call a uh, podcast, a web show. If you're watching us on YouTube and you're not subscribed, subscribe already. Yeah, I think we're watching this on YouTube and you didn't like it yet, like this video. Um, we are here today with another special guest, man. This is a good friend of mine. I actually did his show a couple months ago. I don't know where it's at. It's coming. got lost in translation. <laughs> it's coming. You know what I'm saying? We had to send it to Zimbabwe to get like an audio tech specialist to work on this joint or whatever. And I know how that feel. I feel your pain. When you do something really good media-wise and then the audio or the video was corrupted or whatever, whatever, that shit hurt your heart. Like, it feel a different type of way oh, when I'm when still recovering. You lost a real good video uh, like a month ago. You don't have like 70 viral clips in there easily. That joint is just... Did we lose one? Yeah. We did yeah. lose one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, you know what I was thinking about? about while I'm, you, I'm, hurting, <laughs> I'm hurting thinking about it. I'm, no bullshit. When, when, when you said it, I was thinking about episode eight. Oh yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah. We was going to kill this producer, dog. Like we, we <laughs> would really get that person. We was so fucking hot, yo. That shit was like he was like, I'm gonna go get y'all some hoagies. <laughs> we went on a fucking hoagie, <laughs> <Slacks> hoagie shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nigga, I want my footage. Everything. Fucking studio. Let me get y'all some hoagies. Yeah, I'm gonna get y'all something to eat, man. So y'all, y'all just chill, relax. I'll be right back. That shit was crazy, man. But yeah, man, we got we got a special guest uh, here with us today, man. It's somebody that I know for a long time uh, for doing a lot of different things. I think now, even though he was excellent at everything else he was doing, he's absolutely settled into his purpose, and he's making a lot of ways. Um, he is a published author, entrepreneur, and a digital creator. His viral series, The Couch, has featured a who's who of celebrity and business-related guests who've all shared their experiences with The Wolf, unlike they have with any other platform. He joins us today to discuss his latest book, The Art of Accountability, which is uh, out now per this episode release. We're going to stagger it. You know what I mean? Get yeah. you right. Um, and let us know his deep history in Philadelphia culture. TRP Nation, give it up for the wolf. Fucking wolf. Can't hear the claps, but it's claps. Yes, they in there. They in there. Yeah. They're not on the, uh, the I, box today. So the claps. <laughs> you no, know I, I, first of all, I want to say it's an honor, man. I, I, I'm a huge fan of the show and the platform. I, y'all, I told C Diddy, y'all, some of the pioneers that I've seen do this before it even came to my mind to get into this space. So I'm happy to be here, man. The energy's been loved since I walked in. I'm enjoying the, the atmosphere for sure. No, no, we really appreciate you. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, what yeah. we found historically on a on a um, content creation level. 
you know, me and him just have a natural chemistry. Yeah. Not necessarily anybody can just jump in that and, and get in the mix. But lately, we've been running into some people that we've been that, on that we've, can. We've been on fire, and uh, you already top of the list, brother. Damn, I appreciate that. That's heavy. That's heavy. People don't realize this, uh it's hard to get your your thoughts and your feelings out, and then get them through the microphone one, but then get them to the camera. Mm-hmm. Second, that's yeah. a tough, tough thing. So we got people like Core. Like Core pulled up, and his energy was just a one mm. out the car from the car. <laughs> out the car. Like he came out the out the window with it. Like, huh, man, I got you some motherfucking beef and bright. I went to the ghetto. Yeah, like yeah. He, his energy was just so just engrossing, and that's kind of what you want to do and be, and you know, decent to see, man. Setting the tone for because yeah, we've come across some people where it's just like, gee, this is gonna be tough. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, y'all got pulled. Yeah, this is gonna be a hard got, fifty-five yeah. minutes. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> checking the time. Yeah, real yeah, shit. Real shit. Out we, of had some, we had some early shows like that. That shit was rough. We was like letting our internet homies and stuff come up, niggas. Yeah. That was like. Twitter popping, but didn't yeah. have no regular personality. Yeah. They get in their studio, be like, uh, so these hoes, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, or at the eight minutes of that, it's like, all right, where are we going? Where are we going with this? Like, what are we really talking about? You look up the motherfucking sound. It's only eight minutes and fifty five seconds. You're like, damn, we've been recording. No, for two. I'm gonna be real though. I, I did an interview. So normally with the couch, it'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like a conversation. Right. I, I had did an interview, like an actual A B C D interview one time, and I looked up and I'm thinking like I just asked a nigga forty five questions. Only like fourteen minutes went back. <laughs> all, the, all, all the answers were short to the point. I'm like, he ain't like, giving me uh, no elaboration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm like, yeah, so, yo, it's crazy, man. But yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so uh, I'm ready to talk about myself. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But it ended up turning out good, though. And, and one thing I, I, I think is as much as you want to do, you even mentioned it coming in, like as much as you want to do an interview because you want to get information, you want to get, you know, perspective, you yeah. want to get this person's energy and being to come through. Yeah. You don't want it to be A, B, C, D, E, F, G because yeah. if you don't have a, God forbid, you don't have a personality, we're going to be 45 questions in in 16 minutes. Yeah, no that. bullshit. Because I asked you this elaborate-ass question and you just like, right on. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like, yeah. Started when I was young. Like, yeah. what? I'm from the <laughs> trenches. <laughs> Started when I was young. That's, that's real shit. Yo, I noticed from auditing your content, you don't do a lot of, uh, you come from the rap world, but you don't interview a lot of rappers. Yeah. We have our reasons why we don't. What's your reason why I don't see a lot of rappers come to the couch? Uh, it's damn. Real selective. No, so I think that for me, it'd be, I feel like when you interviewing a rapper, they they want you to make the interview about them. And I feel like the couch is more a conversation that's for the people watching. So you might have been through some shit that can help somebody. If you got too much of an image to maintain or a brand to protect, you're not going to be vulnerable and transparent. So I don't bring that to the couch because this is like a therapeutic platform for people who like, man, I was really struggling. I really went through this. And this is how, like a solution to how I overcame it, not what you got coming up and because it's not like a press run stop. Right, Unless right, you right, right. interesting. Like, yeah. unless you got some sense of depth to you, it's not really, a, it's really like a therapeutic platform for the audience. So that's why I stay. And it be too political sometimes too. Like, I just be like, I stay away from the rap scene. Like, yeah, yeah nope. Yeah, once uh, once rappers started uh, requesting to like get paid to do media to promote <laughs> them, I was like, all right, yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad a nigga ain't never DM me and say I'm trying to come on your show, but I want, I want a stack. Like, yeah. oh, oh, bro, you hit me up. 
The fuck? Like, it's etiquette to reaching out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If I reach out, I understand you might throw a price at me. But if you reach out to me and hit me with a price, that's crazy. Yeah. That's door-to-door sales yeah, at like that point. Yeah, I would like to book me on your platform uh, <laughs> yeah. for two bands. Here goes my invoice. <laughs> Let me know how you What's feel about this. What's your email? I'm going to send this joint over. Good luck. I'm a, here, here's my manager number. <laughs> Nigga, you wrote me. You fucking sending it me to your me. manager for it. Yeah, the artist reaching out to you then sending you to the manager. Just <laughs> sanity. Yeah, like, I don't want to talk to your manager. Like, what? <laughs> Nigga, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you sending me we the invoice. We were just in the club last night together. I shook like, yeah. The fuck? Nah, yeah. I think at the end of the day, when it comes to doing like this content, especially for us, we we... The issues with us, with at least for me, I can't really speak for him, but I know with rappers, there's a lot of times, you know, like you just said, it's an image. Yeah. So it's not a real you. It's yeah, not yeah. your real personality or your real thoughts. It's more so what you're trying to sell yeah, yeah. behind, you know, your music or whatever you are doing. And we've been blessed as of recently to where we got into a space of interviewing and talking with people where as much as they might have something that they're doing or representing or, and, and we talk about big business type yeah, shit. Yeah. They're still willing to come in and tell you shit ain't all peaches and yeah, cream. Yeah. Yeah. For and sure. Rappers, especially rappers have this thing where everything is just ice, <laughs> ace of spades, uh-huh. Cubans, <laughs> yeah. holes, G wagons, the, the best of the best. And nobody wants to just keep it a buck and be like, yo, we, we going through this, this shit over too. here. Yeah. We trying to, you know, we had to cancel this tour because yeah. it didn't go right. And the, Everything is there. There are no losses. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean. So wins, I agree. No loss, yeah. and, and I feel like if I was to like start, because I, I rappers hit me up all the time, and I'd be with it. I never. I, so that's another thing. I've never turned them down. And be like, oh yeah. no, you can't come on the platform. I'm just fortunate enough. I feel like that the ones that I do tap in be having a personality where I'm like, this is gonna be a right. dope ass conversation, and I'm interested in that. Like I said, so you know, if they, I, I say it all the time. Like, not because we've, no, we've done rappers, yeah. and some of them have like. Like me personally, Bang Bang is one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. I fucks with him. Like his energy, his attitude, everything was cool as shit. You know, we've done rappers that didn't have that. We've done, like I said, Core recently, where everything about it was great. Right, you know right, right. We got viral moments. They done turned him into a meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of yeah, the yeah, yeah. And I, so it just certain certain things make sense and certain things. So who would y'all say y'all target is though? Like, is it that that culture or rap scene or is no, it just no. yeah? What is it? We are our, our audience is uh, made up predominantly of like males and females, like twenty five to like. 40. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Forty-five. Yeah. People that have careers, people that got families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, might have made some mistakes, messed their credit up, whatever, whatever. They on a rebound. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. People that have good credit just for the sake of having it yeah. don't necessarily know how to leverage it in their favor or use it. Basically, people that are people are coming to us as a resource to. Be uh, educated by our experience, but also learn right, some right, tangible right, right, right. stuff that they can apply to their real life. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like the same similar, but like in different ways. But it would make sense why y'all would be targeting people that can have some more substance versus just coming to promote what they got going on. It's like you got to be able to hit both sides. Like, yeah, yeah we want to know the side of you, but we also want our audience to still feel like they got what they came for, too. And I think that'd be my whole thing behind it. I want the audience to feel satisfied. Like, damn, let me put somebody on because I just learned something from this shit. Like, right, right, that right. conversation with some gems and it was 
was funny, it was entertaining, but I still didn't feel like I just watched something all day where I just laughed and then I went and, you know, went on with my life. I exactly. want to make sure I got to blend all of that. Yeah, I'd like to think that our audience doesn't listen to us and then go rob Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I fucking Seriously, hope not. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's got that TRP begging me shit on their way to go do a drill. <laughs> turn, but turn C. Diddy yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it's audiences out there that get done listening to what they listen to and then go rob the fucking Dunkin' Donuts. And yeah. our, our audience, we've been blessed with people who are from all different walks of life, all different, you know, places in life. But that that middle class, upper middle class, high class, like, it's like you can feel that, especially when you get to talking to people yeah. and telling you yeah. why they like your show and what they attracted to and this, that, and the third. So it's crazy. Somebody recently had a tweet. It didn't get no traction or whatever, but I just, somebody, I just seen it. Was like divine intervention. I've seen it, and I'm not gonna say what show they named, but they was like, "This show was great if you just came home or on a path to prison." <laughs> what <laughs> on a path to prison is crazy. Yeah, either you you either just came home or you on a path to prison. You, you coming or going? <laughs> coming going? This is your show right here. This is your shit. You need to listen. To. I don't know if I'm. If I'll be insulted or appreciative. Saying <laughs> I'm pipelining motherfuckers to prison with my content is crazy. That's funny as shit. But yeah, no, nah, I think at the end of the day, also too, when it comes to doing content creation is knowing your audience. Yeah, for and sure. Knowing what they want to hear and yeah. understanding that our, our audience isn't necessarily here to hear mm-hmm. certain people mm-hmm. or hear certain things. And that's not saying that you shy away from certain interviews. Right, right, right. Because I feel like at the end of the day, me and him can do editorial pieces with just about anybody. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. can draw certain things. But at the end of the day, I know that... People are listening to us in the mayor's office. People yeah, are listening yeah. to us in the councilman's office. Yeah, yeah. I know they don't necessarily want to hear little Reef Reef Buckshot. Right, 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 right. With, with the 30, with the extender. Yeah, Nigga here with a mask on, yeah. chains. Yeah, like, and so it's just, you so got to. start clutching, so I backed out, and the next thing you know, we were just shooting it out of the Sunoco. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I left my car there. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I left on foot. Yeah, like, you, you know. they Let the streets have it. Yeah. <laughs> little bins, you know what I'm saying? Let the streets have it. That's funny as shit. Oh, man. So, I alluded to it in the intro. In a past life, you were nasty nah. Yeah, for sure. That's how I remember Yeah. What inspired the transformation to the wolf? Shit, that shit was like graduating. I feel like it's inevitable that if you want to grow, you're going to change, right? If you self-assess and you ask yourself, where I'm at now, does it fit where I'm trying to go? You know what I'm saying? That was probably one of the most challenging changes because in leaving that part of me behind is almost like leaving a part of yourself. But it's really just like a part that no longer serves in a sense. So it's like I always been the wolf internally, but Nasty Nah was a part. It's like Nah is Nah. Like that's who I am. But when we talk about Nasty Nah and the wolf, it's just like Nasty Nah was a rapper. You know what I mean? The wolf more so been on the behind the scenes tip with a lot of things or being more uplifting and inspirational. I had just as much influence as Nasty Nah, but it was for the wrong reasons. A lot of influence. But it was just for the wrong reasons. So I was like, I could get. It's the same thousands of people to watch me, but they watching me for this type of shit. Whereas, like, that shit not really come. Like, when I look back on, like, even when I got out, I ain't been in a rap game for a minute, but even when I look back and see the trickle effect of the shit we did, the decisions we made when we was rapping, I slightways still feel responsible for. I, so it's like an accountability factor where it's like, damn, like, I set a bad example back then. Even though my intentions, at least I thought they was always good. So it's like, now, how can I go back and rectify some of the shit? And it just was like, all right, becoming a wolf was about maturing, showing like, yo, you can do all of that and still become a a a a, a, a man of. Uh, I always been a man of honor and integrity, but just like on a straight and narrow in a sense, like you ain't gotta you ain't gotta 
to stay on that for the rest of your life. Penitentiary in order to be. Yeah, no, fuck no. Because it's being a real nigga is about being who you are, being yourself, understanding, standing on your principles, morals, and values, no matter who you're around. And I've been that person. It's just what I thought made sense back then. Stop making sense at a point in time. It's like. This don't really make sense no more. Like, it don't really, this, this part don't add up. Right. You know what I mean? You get exposed to different shit, you just got to make better decisions. So I feel like the wolf is just a mature version of who I used to be, and I refined all of that shit that could have been, you know, not shed so useful. All, shed all the BS. Yeah, for real, for real. What, what do you think has been, like, your, your biggest catalyst for uh, your personal development? Or was, was there, like, one or two moments or, like, a chain of events so you Damn. was like, I got to switch it up? I feel like I always straddled the fence with it. I feel like I always had the... It's weird because, like, you should never be one foot in, one foot out with nothing you do. Exactly. But I felt like I always thought about, you know, being this fucking man working in the cubicle in corporate America as a kid, just before entrepreneurship was the trend. Yeah, I'm going yeah. back to, like, my early years. When, when, and when then, we were normal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> before everybody was lit. Oh, yeah. entrepreneurship. Yeah. But we got to talk about everybody being lit in a second. <laughs> yeah, but aside from that, it was, like, always that. And then it was always being a person that was always been a leader, always had a heart, always, yeah. you know, been the same type of person I am now. So it's like, then with that type of influence, you damn near feel a certain obligation to, you know, the other side of the world as well. So the defining moments, it was a couple different ones, like losing people, you know what I mean? Watching people go to jail, you know what I'm saying? And then at the same time, just asking myself, self-assessing and asking myself, what do I want aside from, you know, whatever uh, attachments I might have to other people and what they perspective of me is or what they view or what they want for me, what do I want for myself? And I feel like, you know, we're just accepting that. Like, yeah, you know what? Like, I, I, this is what I'm on. And the same way you can stand on being on some other shit, you got to be able to stand on this type of shit too when you make the decision to, to do other shit. But I, you know, I never lose who I am internally. Jeezy said it best. This is how I'm eating now. So yeah, my you know what I mean? It's just that simple. But like I said, the defining moments I say, which I started reading more, that helped me change my mindset a lot because we all, believe it or not, we all really got the same principles if you, know, if, if you stand on the right shit. Yeah. But our interpretation of it be different. Like, if you can look at a motherfucker in the streets that might get killed over a thousand dollars the principle is the money or whatever that's the price but at the at a, at a higher level it might not cost you your life but it might be for him but i might not fuck with you no more so in either instance i'm cutting ties over the principle of you not paying your dues but at the streets it's just a way higher consequence for a way lower cost okay. but when you realize that life principles and street principles the only difference is the level in which somebody willing to go to is the, so it's like at this level, you know, you might have a bad business venture. A nigga might get you, get over on you for an M, and it might just be like, damn, he got me. Yeah. In the streets, a nigga get over on you for two grand. You outside his crib two looking grand. for firebomb. Three hundred. <laughs> you know, so it's like when you start to get exposed to more, a lot of the shit that you, we think we fighting to hold on to don't even matter. It's like, what am I, why am I holding on to this when there's like so much more out here? And you know, like, well, like I said, just when you really come from being in shit and really seeing shit up close and personal, you realize like, you know, I don't know, man. Once you're smart enough, you just make smarter decisions. You understand you can't escape your reality, but at the same time, that's the key to it, accepting the reality. Yeah. Then the reality is this is where I'm from. This is what goes on here. But the also reality is I want to be on this type of time, so I don't got to sit here and wait. To, I don't need permission to do it. I'm on what I'm on. Right. Where are you from? I'm from Logan. Okay, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Logan, yep. Now, Logan isn't on there. No, Logan isn't Logan. They be upset about that shit. <laughs> no, no, it's not even upset thing. So this is the thing. Let me say this too. It's been a years since I'm like sitting. I don't even know what transpires. Yeah, I'm yeah. out of it. I'm 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 out the the loop. I just I'm 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 completely honest with that. But when it comes to my upbringing, from zero to I would stop say I stopped being around my way around 24. So I was six years. 
That's my hood. That's in my blood. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the higher numbers. I'm from 18th Street, 16th, 18th yeah. Street. So it's two sides of Logan. You got the low numbers, you got the higher numbers. I'm from the higher numbers. But our side more so went to school in like Germantown. We went to like Germantown High, Roosevelt, all of those type of schools. Whereas though, if you was on the other side of Brewster, you went to Alany. And so more, more, they'll more so associate them because they probably went to Alany High. But for us, we went to Germantown and schools uptown. So yeah. we more so grew up with Brickyard and Danger and these places that's uptown. We ain't really right. grow up with the, the, the Alany side. I ain't really know them coming up. Except when we started to move around a little more. But yeah, you know, that's just, you know, that's the area that I'm from. But like I said, man, the more you get exposed to shit, I just be telling motherfucking I'm from Philly. I'm so I'm out the city so much. Yeah. Nigga don't know where to. F- yeah, real shit. You just thought it was Ireland. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> I'm like, because yeah, I'm from Southwest Penrose. So, so that's like, a whole nother world. Whole nother world. Yeah. So you be like, oh yeah, and my man, he he from up that way, West Oak Lane, Germantown. Yeah. They be like, well, it's, they'll break down the difference. Yeah, yeah, be, like, be man, different. I don't yeah. know that shit. Yeah. You know, when you get up there, you definitely get different. But if I'm down Southwest, I'm gonna just say I'm from up Germantown. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just I ain't gonna break down the exact. And when you get out the city, I'm I'm from Philly. You know what I'm saying? Then when you go on the West Coast, I'm from the East Coast. It's just like you. At the more you expand it's crazy. yourself, you're right. Because when you go like over farther, the Middle East, where are you from? I'm from the states. I'm from the states. Like yeah, the farther like, yeah, you man. go, the the, the less. Mo- the more. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. The less micro it becomes, yeah. becomes so more. Yeah. Only, I'm, only, I'm only from yeah. here space when I'm here. Like, like, oh, no, I'm from Earth. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> nigga got deals going on in space. I'm, I'm, I'm from, from Earth. Earth. Like, yeah. And I think that that's what I think that even with the youngest out here, if they if they seen that side and realize like, yo, you go. When I was living in Atlanta, I connected with anybody from Philly. I didn't ask them what part of Philly you were. Yeah. I didn't give a fuck. Yo, you were from Philly. What's it's up? funny. It's funny you say that because you know I, I used to drive uh, cross country. Yeah. So I've been to every state. And I was in Indiana. I'll never forget this. I was in Indiana at our yard. And this is how I met my man Ma. Was in Indiana in the yard. And we was in the room. He had came in. And he put like, see how the coat is on the chair? He threw the coat, his coat in his bag on the chair. White boy came in and moved the coat in the bag. And like sat in the chair. So he came back. Mind, I don't know this motherfucker from nowhere. Yeah. He came back. And he was like, yo, where, where my bag that was in his seat? And was like, oh, man, there was no other seats. I didn't know nobody was around. And he was like, yo, you drawing. Like, and he said, I'm like. You from Philly? Philly. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'm from Philly. I was like, I'm from Philly too. He was just like, you ain't from Philly. And I, I, I got big 215. Yeah. And he was like, oh, shit, where you from? I'm like, Southwest. And he was like, yeah, I'm from North. And I'm like, what part of North? He was like, right off 27 Allegheny. I'm like, oh, my grandpa lived at 27 Allegheny. He was like, bullshit. I'm like, Edden Street. He was like, 
that's how we met. Like just yeah. him saying in another state, you drawing, and the way it wasn't no TNT shacking. It. it was like <laughs> the way he said it was so authentic. I'm like, you from Philly, yeah, right? Philly. Like that's really how that shit go. Yeah. Cr- yeah, that's but that, that's what we understand. We kind of tighter than we would like to believe. Like the more we expand ourselves, because like I said, you were going to West Coast and realize they completely different East Coast. You yeah. like that nigga from the East Coast? He from New York or Philly or yep. somewhere. Here's the wild part: when you go to these other places, they call you where you from because oh, yeah, you're that, so different to their. That makes sense though. What's like up, Jules Philly? is Philly down south. Yeah. It's just you from, there's no one that talks like you, act like you. That shit is weird. Think about in ATL. What was the nigga with the cast? Brooklyn. Yeah. Like oh, that, yeah, you yeah. Know oh, you're talking about the movie ATL. Yeah, yeah. I started thinking about I'm like, oh, well, I, I never been to ATL with these niggas. What the fuck, <laughs> fuck are they, talk, they talking about the movie? Yeah, yeah. They definitely was calling yeah, it Brooklyn. The point that y'all making, uh, Peter Shue, who's like a famous gangster from New York, whatever, he's talking mm-hmm. about, yo, like, you know, the segregation that happens like within New York, within the five boroughs. Like, well, I'm from Queens. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from. He's like, man, he's like, we got to dead all of that shit. Because like, at the end of the day, when you go in the penitentiary, you from whatever city you from, that's where the fuck you from. Yeah. You from New York. You yeah. from DC. Or you from Detroit, yeah. whatever. And you fall under that car. It was like so. If we if we not gonna be segregated in jail, why be segregated and on the street? street? No, that's real. Because real players move around anyway. So yeah, it's for like sure. The, the segregation is unnecessary. No, that's real true. right. Even if you look at all the people that live on your block, you only gonna say the address if y'all on the block. But if yeah. y'all walk, we all live on this block. We all from this street. It's like it's the same thing. But it just get bigger and bigger as we expand ourselves. And I think that that should start with the mindset. Because I I moved out the city when I was what the first time I, I lived in Delaware. I went to college. Um, just was like 2012. And and like, I, this is what made me realize it was more of a mindset than anything. Because although I moved to Delaware to go to school, I still had a particular mindset that made me attract and still behave in a way that exemplified Philly. It didn't matter. Yeah. But this time when I moved to the A, don't get me wrong, my nature, I'm Philly. Like, the certain type of energy that we have is still, but at the same time, my ability to not associate myself with behaviors that have passed was because my mindset has shifted. So now instead of attracting, like like y'all just said, y'all got to counsel people watching y'all show. Y'all don't just got the average hood nigga. But when I was still on average hood nigga mindset shit, no matter where I went, I still was going to attract, I was going to connect with those people. We going to Miami, but you want to pull up to the projects. Like nigga, what? No, go to the beach. Why the fuck are you going out of town to do the same shit you going to do? I want to go see the toughest hood in, in, in Brazil. Nigga, you out the country. Like, yeah, enjoy, the yeah, yeah. what the fuck? Like, enjoy yourself. And I feel like once I learned that it's like nah like you really gotta go for different experiences like you can't go somewhere new and try to create home no go somewhere new and experience what's happening out there because yeah. it's gonna give you a more it, we don't even know ourselves until we expand our horizon yeah that's one thing I peep going cross country you realize just how different it is and how many people are existing outside of what you think no yeah, bullshit you know. no bullshit like I've seen motherfuckers legit argue here whether or not Reed Dollars was hotter than Joey Jad I've seen motherfuckers almost come to blows then you go to Denver or San Diego, or San Fran, or Spokane, Washington, they don't even and know these, these people, people don't are. know what the fuck. Is that. <laughs> they and they're like, existing, yeah. like, like so. There really is bigger than you know, 59th and Greenway, yeah. or 60th and the Mark. Like it's just yeah. they, we don't understand that there's bigger things. I expose ourselves to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not till you out there doing it that you really understand it. Yeah, yeah that's true. Let me ask you this: What are some of the lessons you learned since uh, entering the creator space? Shit. Um, well, I guess in this space, even as within this second book coming, I think it's patience. And um, shit, we was kind of touching on this shit before uh, we got on, we started rolling. But it's like really understanding that the moments that you have are just that, the moments. like, yeah. And it's like 
I've had so many of them. Like, as Nasty Nah, I had a moment. That was like, Nasty Nah was a moment in time for a lot of the younger generation. Even people that's my age or a little older might have been a little tapped in. But there's a lot of kids that grew up on me the way we grew up on Hattie and Reed. And they tell me now, like, yo, you was my favorite rapper back then. But in the moment, you don't realize it's just that. So you take a... Take it for granted, right? Mm -hmm. And a part of transitioning to the wolf was allowing me to create another moment. Because now I got a whole, if I had a, a night, because see, what people don't know is, I know y'all met, y'all friend mentioned Nasty Nas the rapper, but I used to be a party promoter first. So yeah. that's where the name came from. That's where my original buzz came from. That was another moment. Yeah. For me, my lesson in patience is understanding that you got to, Work towards those moments. Recognize them when they come. Be patient while you in them. Be, first of all, be patient before they come. Be patient while you in them. And be okay with letting them shits go. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like a lot of people are chasing mm. something that they don't mm. even... They think you, you can't... None of this shit we can hold forever. Yo, letting them go is real. You got to be all right with... You got... Yeah. Like, literally, I can look at the young niggas right now and be so happy for them because I don't want to be that. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> be that. Like, I'm perfectly... I don't want the litness. I don't want the attention. I don't want the... I don't want none of... I had it. It's like, when you was that nigga in high school, I'm not playing the let out. Like, why the fuck am I up here <laughs> two years post-graduation still chasing the 10th grade chick that's a 12th grade now? I had my moment. And because I had my moment... Yo, real shit, yo. <laughs> grown niggas used to be at the let Drawn. Like, drawn. Nigga just got... His car, he pulling up, nigga. He you can't wait to show her. You graduated in 09. <laughs> 20, it's 2012. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, the crazy thing is, though, to your point, right? I've seen it done and I fought like. Oh, I was a young nigga that was like, man, as soon as I turn like 18, I get my will, I'm gonna be fucking all them little days. Cause you see all the older yeah, niggas fucking all yeah, your yeah. But I went to college and caught another moment. So it was like, I ain't fucking with them little hype. I'm, oh. I'm in college, I got college. Yeah. And I feel like at every phase of my life, luckily for me, I always catch my own moment. Now as an author, Yo. I'm catching my moments. So it's like, I don't have no reason to relive none of the moments I had because Yo. they were just that. They were moments. So I, you, I, I remember that. being in high school and seeing grown niggas pull up. Nigga, like, look like your age <laughs> pulling up. And and like and you, as a young man, ninth, 10th grade, you like, yo, I get old, I'm going to get well. I'm doing that. And, and then then you graduate, you just like, I'm never coming back. <laughs> you realize how nutty it is. I've been back to my high school one time. I haven't been. I was going to ask you that too. I went one time like, like uh, at Central, they do like uh, like Thanksgiving week, like the day before they break for Thanksgiving or whatever. It's like alumni day. Yeah. Or so all the alumni come back and all that. I did that shit one time. I ended up getting stuck with these motherfuckers I went to high school with for 14 hours. I was like, I'm never doing this shit again. And I never went back. Yeah, that's crazy. How the fuck you get stuck for 14? So this day had to start this at 6 started, It started at a.m. No, this shit started at noon. And went till 2 a.m. in the morning? No, that's, that's excessive. We at the school. That's excessive. That's we excessive. at the school, bro. We at the school. Everybody, oh, hey, what's up, dog? What's going on? Then we, school lets out. We leave there, go to happy hour. Leave there, go to one another bar. Leave there, go to another bar. Leave there, go to a nightclub. Yeah. And then we at somebody's house afterwards. I'm like, yo, it's 2.37 <laughs> in the morning. I've been with y'all all day. I am a loser. I like, am a loser. This is stupid. Nigga in there having a moment. Like, yo, I've been with these motherfuckers for 14 hours. Yeah. Yo, that's having crazy. Having an existential crisis. See, what, what you said, though, is so on point. Like, you really got to be comfortable with your moment in there. 
Yeah, bro. And a lot of people really aren't. It's funny. Lupe Fiasco actually got. Do you remember the Superstar remix? Yeah. He that's what to me one of the best verses ever. But he said I ain't hear the remix and the Superstar my shit. But go ahead. He said you on your fifteenth minute of fame and on the sixteenth you start the lame and on seventeen you lose everything. The twenty first is the worst. Wishing you was eleven, popping like you was seven with the feeling that you was seven. Like he was running and it's, he was basically breaking down what happens with rappers. Yeah. Where it's like you see him where you you come out and you're setting the trend. Yeah. And you're moving the culture. Yeah. Then that fades and now you're doing reality shows you done brought your girl into yeah, it. Yeah, your yeah, mom yeah, is getting pressed yeah. and and all of it is just to stay lit yeah yeah and you're trying to get a feature from the new hot nigga and it's a crazy dynamic but it happens over and over no it's, 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 it's a hundred percent like, because literally. people don't want to just let, let the, the moment go. Like go and fade off into other things and that i think that's that comes when you're asking me about like train that's that transition you got to know how to pivot when i started and i said it's a graduation you're going to go from kindergarten to fifth and then you're going to yeah. go from sixth to eighth ninth to twelfth to college and then at this point it's like how much school do you do you go get your you go up to your doctors and it's like yeah. do you get a second doctor I you know people with double doctors. Th- you motherfucking doctor, doctor. You know what I'm saying? It's like, doctor, 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 doctor. You know what I'm saying? But it's like when you realize, that's some real Philly nigga shit. You a doctor, doctor? Oh, you got two. No, but it's like when I when I started to appreciate my maturation phase. Just like I'm 30 years old. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm still, I'm young enough to have youth, but old enough to know better than to do dumb shit, right? That's a fact. And I feel like now is the, the years, see, your 20s is about survival. We don't get taught that enough. A lot of these young boys think they're supposed to live in their 20s. It's a myth. If you catch a stride as a teenager or in your 20s and you get rich, it's one of two things. You lucky or you gonna fuck it up. Yeah. I don't care who you is. Crack or addiction you... is imminent. Like, <laughs> real shit. Crack is crazy. But my whole point is, it's like, if you understand that, at this age I'm at now, it'd be foolish of me to do what I was doing at 21. That's, right. That's foolish at this point. So now I'm at the point where it's like, all right, I, when I look back at 21, I can mentor a 21-year-old, but I'm not at that space. Like, when I go to the club, for me, it's not familiar. I remember, y'all know you still throwing parties and shit, but nah, I remember I'm coming, reti- I'm super I'm retired. coming to your shit, whether it was our AC or whatever, yeah. and knowing everybody because this is my generation. You know, but when I go in there now, they all know me because they watch me, and I might be like, I, I see you on Instagram, yeah. but I'm not tapped into the new, and I, it's not the same. He that said I'm, he went to a party recently, a couple months ago, he said he walked in, people was like, what the what fuck are you, are you doing, doing to you? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was at Buck's Cabaret, uh, used to be Onyx. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was in there just... It was my man birthday. It's a Sunday night. It ain't really that popping. But everybody that's here, I know these niggas. Yeah, yeah. So I just had that repeated process over and over again. I'm slapping hands or whatever, whatever. And they're like, what are you doing? Yeah, here? yeah, yeah. Like, Is everything the- okay? Like, who, who got you here? <laughs> like, like, is the podcast over? Like, what? <laughs> no, and that's a, oh, I'm glad you said that because that's a good segue to what we talk about transition. Is like, now you get respect at a certain level. It's like, you get too big. It's like, not not even ego big. I'm talking about, like, literally, it's like, why are you here? Like, you... Yeah, why expose you could, yourself to certain shit? You, 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 you got a, a... Y'all got a successful pod that's growing and that literally... this At some point, when do we find contentness? Because there's a difference between being content and being complacent. Content is I'm happy with what I have. Yeah. Complacent is I'm stuck where I'm at. When do we, as men, get content and be like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do for the next 30 years? Because yeah. for your 20s, you're trying to survive. It's interesting because one one message we always try to like 
relay and hammer home over and over and over is that men's earning potential, the highest is 38 to 52. No, I, I, I agree. 100%. And I remember reading that. Remember, you started like speaking that, and I remember reading it. I was reading a men's health magazine, and it was talking about men and their earning potential. And it was saying how the man's earning potential gets his highest once he reaches 36 to 38. Yo. And then, but think about when you're young, the whole survival thing, you kind of realistically think like 38 is kind of so, so far, far away yeah. when you're 22. But then even when you go back and listen to like, remember Sheik said, you're going to be older way longer than you're going to be, be young. Younger. 100%. And you don't really think about it in that moment. But then when you get to where you're 34, 35, and you start seeing certain things happen to where it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's I what they get mean. it now. These are the golden years, yo. These are going in. I'm just telling my young boy, I'm mentoring. He called me and was telling me whatever he had going on. I'm like, yo, that's all perfectly normal. Are you 22 years old? I said, honestly, men don't get it together till we 35. Being all the way like, let's keep it a like, Being all the way lit, even when you look at like rappers and ball players and shit like that, making all this money when you 21, 22 is not normal. That's not you normal. You actually broke the mold. Yeah. We're talking about the most. Think about this. Jay Z was a big drug dealer when he was 23, 24, 25, allegedly. When he got on at rap when he was 26, he was he was Jigga Man. Yeah. He was successful, sold five mil. Jay is making billions of dollars now in his 80s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's yeah. like, in like his be, 80s. <laughs> 80s is crazy. You know, he slid that in there. Like, in you know, like, Jay is, think about He don't like Jay Z. I can tell. Think, I fucks with Jay. Think about Nas oh, yeah. in Illmatic times, how much money he was making and doing. He was going double platinum, was written. Nas yeah. right now make more money than ever. Yo, think about somebody real. like Johnny Cochran, who was successful as shit when he first came out of the DA's office on that. Then the OJ trial happened, and then now you look up, it's 12 Johnny Cochran firm. Your earner potential as you get older gets higher. Yeah, than because when you're you know regular. more, you have you a know, bigger network, you're exposed to more people, you have access to more resources. Like, so I think the biggest issue is getting to the young people and letting them know, yo, you just got to get past You got to get out of your survival. You got to survive. Yeah. Your, you have to survive yeah. your 20s. Because like y'all just said, it's not even, when you talk about the resources, the resources are the people you went to school with. Whether we want to agree, we, who fact. you came yeah, up with becomes your people that's a point of contact away. Yep. You need the people around you to be successful. <laughs> yeah. Because when you get older, you need to be at the push of a button. Yo, let me get on TRPE. I got to let me get with mm -hmm. it. Without that, if everybody in your generation is a fucking failure, it's like, who you going to call? Because this is where you earn your stripes. Yeah, then you, you got to go pound the pavement and find your people. 100%. Because the people that you associated with for a bulk of your life didn't become shit. Yeah. No, Trying to make new friends at 41. <laughs> now, this is why you're in the club at 41. Yeah, no exactly. disrespect. But this is why no, you still disrespect. Like, <laughs> disrespect. But this is no, why you still searching for to be it's like yeah because you're trying to find your tribe and right. when y'all just said that was just key too we we talk about so uh, yeah, the young men's sport is rapping and sports so yeah. when we think the reason we start to think we old at not we don't but i'm saying when you 20 and you think 32 is old is because you think about it in basketball years yeah. you yeah. think about it in football years you think about it in rapper years yeah, but when you, you think about it in life at 32, you're retiring at 32. You're still don't even know you. First of all, you play sports your whole life. You never even developed certain skills outside of that. You still got to learn yourself at 32. You still got to learn how to be normal. Man, listen, you know how many people I know who transitioned careers in their 30s and became uber successful in their 30s? That's the, like, that's the way. I know tons of people who went back to college, transitioned into this, went over into this. People who started this, people who came over into this. It's just the reality. What it happens is, like you say, with sports and music, we look at... These these people were at 30, you retired. Yeah, you retired. That's You're not normal. Done. 
That's not normal. That's just not regular life. Nobody in my family retired at 35. Nobody in my family. No one. Yeah, the fuck? Nobody. At 35, my folks yeah. was going hard. Going hard, going hard, hard to work. Job Over to job. Some of their asses job to job yeah. if they yeah. needed to be. Job to job, essentially. But we look at these people where it's like if you don't have it together, excuse me, together by the time you're 34, 35, you might be a little bit of a loser. And yeah. that's not reality. Yeah. So you got people almost chasing a myth that exactly. doesn't make any it doesn't make sense, sense to begin with. Exactly, you know? 100%. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like if you are successful, early on in life as a man or woman whatever for, due to like a, some special specialized talent or whatever you gotta do so much work on a personal development front when you're not performing your craft 100% because you've Foregone your life typically in order to become what you became so early. 100%. So there's the other life stuff that you be missing out on, social cues and things like that, that you don't necessarily understand that you got to work on in order to be a fully formed human being when your moment is over and then and it's time to do something else. Think about, how many, think about how many people we've seen become successful and become rich in their youth yeah. who have to go through a bunch of bullshit then get almost successful and rich again. Yeah. Will Smith says all the time about how he went broke. Nick Cannon talks about how Will saved him from some... Look at the John Moran situation right now, where at the end of the day, yeah, you the face of the Memphis Grizzlies and Nike and the $200 million contract and all that, but it's like he's 23. Yeah, he's still so him dangling a gun, a little pea, little pea, little pea shooter in the fucking <laughs> yeah. club, it's like we clowning him and all that shit, but it's like, yo, I know a lot of 23 You got to remember this fucking stupid You just got to yeah. remember like, how old you, how old yeah. they is. Like, we can't expect... Yo, it was so funny. Brief story. My brother was telling me... So I was. I don't know if I was even talking about my. I was talking about my my last relationship. She was a little younger than me, but he used his my niece as an example. He said he used to have all these deep ass conversations with her, right? Like sit her down, had these deep ass talks, and then he'd be mad at how she responded. Then he said, then I had to remember that she's three. I started cracking the fuck up. Mind you, my niece grown and shit now. She in her 20s. But I'm not thinking he talking about when she was three. He said, then I got to remember that she three. He said, but it, it's so funny, but you got to look at life like he that. He trying like, to get to this knowledge yeah. early. She you don't got nothing to say. <laughs> but it made me laugh too. And I'm just like, you know what? That's where patience and grace coming out with these younger. We got to remember that she was not ready for that. <laughs> I had to remember she only three. <laughs> Alright, that's funny as shit. Yo, but that was my exact reaction. Cause I'm yeah. thinking my niece is at least 22 right now. So I'm thinking she's 17, 18. Yeah. He said, I gotta remember mm. she's three. So I say that to say we gotta look at them and remember they still kids. And what were we doing at 23? So when I talk to the youth, I don't talk to them in a way that tries to school them. I let them know you're gonna make your own decisions, but this is what the path looks like. Yeah. And and if you go down the path, that's fine because you just have to stand on your decisions. And that's something that they never told me as a child we had to learn how to stand on it just by being accountable people like damn i, I did do that i, I got it right. that's what come with that i gotta stand on that but for the most part nobody the old hills was really shunning us really making us feel like dumb ass young boys not even digging that we were just misunderstood kids trying to be accepted so when i look at them before i say damn I, you can look at some some shit to us is dumb we in we in our 30s that's dumb why would you do that but at 20 it make a little bit more sense because they not as emotionally mature they not as developed they're not as experienced so i try to look back and be like all right, think about this before you do this shit because right. in the long run, you're going to look back and say it was dumb. Today, it might make sense because yeah. of whatever you feeling are going through, but 10 years from now, you're going to undoubtedly view this as some dumb shit. It's like at any age, it's dumb, but because you're young, yes. you're able to have like to see the silver lining <laughs> in it and think it's not as dumb. But exactly. 
time is going to tell you that you did some stupid shit. As you get time older, you're going to view shit. Wait, I, I saw a video that the nigga was on the, uh, the chick was trying to pull off. They was beefing or whatever. She tried to pull off and he grabbed onto the side of the car and he was standing on like the, the leg part of the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the truck and he's hanging on while she. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Driving down the street, and then his legs came off, and his legs was getting drugged down the street. And I'm watching it like, yeah, that nigga knees gonna be killing you. That's <laughs> 60, he gonna think about that yeah. He get on the TRP. Oh, that nigga knees gonna be killing you. Gonna make up the what was that defining yeah. moment? That day I was getting drugged <laughs> in that truck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's real, man. Tied his ass to a horse. <laughs> drove him through the city. <laughs> You remember they do that shit back in the day, tie their ass to her? Yeah, no, that was a different type of torture. But no, man, I think that, you know, that's that's why I'm grateful for it. Like, I, I was just telling somebody, like, to be able to learn from your mistakes is a luxury. Like, we we assume that you hey, get an opportunity yes. to learn from it. That's not, dude, so many people have passed away or went to prison because they made one mistake, one mistake. that they never got to learn from. Yeah. So if you have the opportunity to learn from a fuck-up and fix it, that's a luxury in itself. That's a fact. You got to take advantage of that. You got to take advantage of the opportunity to learn from a mistake that you made because everybody, everybody don't get that moment again. Didn't Jay say that? No, I ain't know that. I, I, shit, put me on game. <laughs> shit, put, point me because I, I, I don't know. But Every lesson is a blessing. Somebody said that in a rap. I feel like it was just. I ain't gonna lie. That's a common thing, though. Every lesson is a blessing. I feel like we all heard that in like one I variation or another. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, that's a luxury moment to be in, to be able to rectify and learn from. Because again, we talk about moments. We don't understand that that's what they are. So a nigga that made it to the Super Bowl might never get that moment that's again. Like never. Like told Cam Newton. Never again. You look at it, you think, oh, he's rising up. Yeah. He's going, coming back. Their right. team would just win 15 and 1. That shit is not promised. It's not Next promised, you know, bro. You interviewing Suki Hana in a <laughs> dimly lit cigar lounge. This happened? This happened. This happened. <laughs> it was in the Super Bowl. Yeah, bro. And I was in the Super Bowl. <laughs> he slipped that in. He interviewed Suki. MVP. Next thing you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I feel like we don't trying to chase that next moment. I don't know, man. I feel like that's why. I, like, I feel like if I'm being honest, I feel like I don't. I feel like a lot of people. You, if you know, you know with a lot of my success. But I feel like I had so many moments that I'm now. I'm trying to get past the this moment. I want to go to like the. I want my first moment as a rookie at the next level. Like right. I want. My, I right. want that next level moment. I feel like I had a lot of whatever this level is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a couple of them. Yeah, like, like all right, this level is cool. Yeah, this level cool, man. I'm running out of shit to do. Like, I need to go. I'm that's my goal right now to really just challenge myself to, you know, think beyond the borders of what we've been exposed to, the the, the resources we had. And I want to start and be new to people. Like, I want to be a breath breath of fresh air. And I think that's why I always transition because I never wanted to be irrelevant. And that's why I always, y'all can say whatever you want. If you knew about me since 08 when I started party promoting me and you know about me in 2023, I got a 15 year run. Like how many this motherfucker that was popping when in 2008 on the party scene when I was around that I can't even tell you where they at right now. Yeah, they don't know where they at. This rapper that was popping when I came out from 2013, I started rapping in 2012 from 2012 to 2017 when I officially stopped. That I can't even tell you what they doing. Right. But I bet you they they know what the fuck I got going on, and I feel yeah. like for me that's the win. It's like when you think longevity, you see a consistency or a good run. It's like 
that I got a little bit of both because I'm consistently around. But for me personally, I feel like the run is still going and it ain't really start because it's like, what have I really, what for me, I feel like, what have I really yeah, you did? You didn't do TED Talks. You yeah, wasn't on exactly. Joe Rogan. Exactly. Or- it's so much. And I'm just like, yo, it's so much. It's like, if you don't see the bigger picture, it's like, it's so much more to do. Yeah. I could never get complacent with these moments because it's like, yeah, that was for your time. People tell me stories about shit I used to do. I'll be forgetting. Like, that, well, that was significant to you. Yeah, <laughs> that was exactly. a significant time in history. Oh, man, I remember you. And now I'll be looking at it like, like, yo, I forgot to me because I ain't even get where I want to be. It's like I'm not even at that phase where I'm looking back. Like, yo, remember this time? Yeah, we live in a culture now where people um, perpetually celebrate like these little small victories, mm-hmm. like <laughs> as if it's like some groundbreaking shit. And it's like, yeah, you should give yourself a pat on the back, celebrate what you're doing or whatever. But it's like, like you said, you got to be perpetually focused on the next thing and like having some sort of tangible goal yeah. and some sort of measurable goal to move forward to hold yourself accountable against yeah. if not then that's when you fall into complacency 100%. I got a question for y'all though do y'all feel like um, within the Philly culture of how we handle celebrity and fame and how we treat our local celebrities to the masses celebrities do you think that plays a part into why we can't see past Philly fame because it's so uh it's just you just feel so big, you know, like oh, you catch a wave and now you go it's to every crazy. You know what I'm saying? Had this conversation. Who was we talking to? And they were saying that uh, being a celebrity in Philly has its own like economy. Yeah, you it's just it's, Lawrence Killebrew was saying that comedian yeah. Lawrence Killebrew. I'm telling you, he Philly. was literally saying like, yo, you could be the Philly comedian, the Philly party promoter, the Philly car dealer, the car Philly, whatever, whatever, and you could feel so lit. That you don't even understand that you really didn't do shit or scratch the surface until you go somewhere, somewhere else, else and yeah. gotta start from the bottom again. When that success doesn't translate and it, like, you be blinded by that success and then you go elsewhere and then it don't translate, you be like, fuck. Like, yeah. and a lot of people have gone away and tried to do whatever they was doing in, at the crib and got exposed because yeah. they didn't realize, like, my work ethic's not up it's to not par. Yeah. I can't negotiate with these people because they're talking above my head. Yeah. Like, I'm not equipped to have certain conversations, and they get exposed yeah. because they're so used to dealing with, like, one type of people. 100%. Even, like, our people that are in, like, a position of power are are, are essentially the same type of person as, like, the nigga standing on the corner. Mm-hmm. The mindset yeah. is, very the, is very the same. We have a distinct mindset. We have a super distinct mindset. I got humbled when I told y'all I moved to Delaware. Like, I left feeling like I was that nigga. When I got to campus, nobody knew who this nigga was. And yeah. instead of taking it personal, I made it personal. I said, nah, like, by next semester, they all gonna know who we are. So we was able to establish a dominance on a campus where we had everybody in our R&O shirts. And now yeah. we like, we can go college to college with this shit the mind started to increase yeah. and I'm like I started to feel like man not F the city like in a bad way but I'm like man fuck that attention like it's so many people who don't even know who, we're, who we are what we got yeah, going on so why get bigger yourself it's not even so much a fuck the city it's just more so there's more out there yeah, than the city yeah the, the better way to put it thank you but you know I just feel like now at this particular thing man my, my whole key thing is about like I'm thinking long term with every play I make, bro. I'm like, I used to be so short sighted where every single thing was next week, next month. I never even had a long term plan. But now at this particular phase in my life, I literally understand the trickle effect of what 10 years could look like if you, I just went through my 20s. You yeah. know, we we just had Zakia on and um, shout out to her. You know what I'm saying? Zakia wound up being one of my favorite episodes just because we got into a space of talking about certain things we don't really get a chance to yeah. talk about. Mm. All and honest we, truth. And one thing she said on there that like, kind of stuck with me and just I'm starting to realize more and more is sometimes it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. 
hundred percent. And I'm 100%. starting to realize that with with us with this platform, yeah, where we came out the gate essentially just doing it. And the first couple of years, we were kind of like. Yeah, we're doing it, and we, you know, floating along, just me, and we just hanging out. We had out. a lot of ears, a lot of attention. We probably got on some stuff that we wasn't posed to yeah. early. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we knew who we knew, and things were still developing. But it's like, when you look at it, it's like, when you really look back and be honest about it, we coming up on um, seven years of, like, of being around. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In, um, in, like, July or whatever. That's when we started planning and all mm-hmm. of that before we launched our first episode. But it's like, if you look at it, it's like, yo, seven years in, we peaking right at the right time. At the right time. And, 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 and it's crazy because we, 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 for me, I look back on it and just because you, you started with the, the Throwback Thursdays. So I'm listening to the old episodes and I'm like, yo, we really didn't have a, what was the thing Kev said? We was at dinner that day. We was all at State 48. Um, having a, uh, Oh, we didn't have a mission. We didn't have a mission. Oh, yeah. Like, we, yeah. we kind of were just existing. Yeah, the biggest show yeah. We every just, week yeah. cutting yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, really yeah. didn't have a mission. And now we're getting into a space of, like, there are too many instances and too many times where people in, like, big, big, big standing are turning to me yeah, or him yeah. and being like, yeah, y'all came up on my radar. Yeah, for, for sure. X, Y, Z. Yeah, we went yeah. out the other night and fell into a whole nother crazy ass situation. Like, yeah. just on some being out late at night in a nice little social club, and we look up and somebody is there who's like a big time player, and he's just like, oh yeah, no, I got I to gotta sit with y'all. Yeah. And yeah. we like, huh? He like, you yeah, know, we got dinner and I got to come on the show. And we just yeah. like, the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It was like, it was surreal. It was like, if you... If, We'll tell you off air, but it's like if you told somebody, like they'd be like, "Wait, get the fuck out of here!" Right, right, like, right, right. Yeah. It's like one moment. of them like, "Yeah, how?" Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, like that's the but surreal can only be the one that can describe it at that point, right? Yeah. And I'm starting to realize more and more where it's just like, yeah, it's gonna take ten years, but then we're gonna be the overnight success that to so many people 100%. outside. Yo. Yeah. Of I'm your you. nucleus of what you, and that's the biggest point I think you were you trying to get where it's like, yeah, you got your city and you got your foundation, but it's like the world doesn't know. They you doesn't yet. not yet. It's like, and if you get too high on your your horse now, you will never take it farther because you everything you I've wanted, I've I got literally yeah. everything I ever wanted. Oh, now I'm not, real. I want more now, but yeah. I'm saying like I wanted at one point you want to fuck a certain chick or you want to drive a certain car, you want to live in a certain place, you yeah. want to be amongst certain company, and then when you get there, you like. Like, all right, cool. Some people get there and be like, bet, I finally, but no, for me, it was like, all right, I got that, but okay, I want more. And I feel like when I think about it, it's like somebody might say, oh, yeah, I found out about Wolf last year. He been grinding. No, been grinding for a long fucking time. Like, for you to find out about me, motherfucker, it took 13 years of grinding. And I feel like that's fine because I was listening to 50 Cent audio book. Um, he was just saying, like, he looked forward to knowing he's going to be working the way he's working until he's 70. Like, it's never an arrived moment. That'd be, yeah. the, that'd, be the, that'd be the illusion. We think niggas get to that point where I've arrived. I say it all the time. Jeff but Bezos when you arrive, that's when the work starts. But it's like, where is the destination? Where is it a club? Like, where do you arrive to? Like, you, you, you <laughs> like, as a like, journey. You, you don't think Elon Musk could just be like, I'm retiring and going to chill. I got 200 of them Jones. <laughs> Elon Musk them is drones like, is the I mean, beast. Elon Musk is like, I need $14 next motherfucking yeah, month. No, you are no, you, nigga. Nigga, 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 you out the Took my money yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Like, all your shit going back to 140 <laughs> fucking numbers, nigga. My, oh, no, y'all talking about Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about fucking big of those Amazon, but. Nah, that's real. Like, these people work 
hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars, and motherfuckers go to work every day. That, so yeah. how do you, with six hundred grand, be like, yeah, I'm on I'm ice? On, yeah, and I think that was the mistake I made for a lot of my life, where I kept trying to arrive. I'll be honest, like I literally just start realizing, like I said, I just start thinking long term. When you're thinking play by play, once the play is done, is what's the next play? What's the next move? What's the next this? But when you get to a point where you realize it's an ongoing cycle, it's not. Play by play is literally a, a, a game of life, and you got to think about not just quarter at a time. You got to look at, like, the whole season and your whole career. And now I'm thinking in depth about, like I said, the future. Now, when I look at this second book, I don't expect it to have a success in my first book. It don't matter. I'm just building up my my, my, my catalog. So I want to be – when you think about a book, right, this is why literature, liter, literature is so important for legacy because – Y'all ever heard of Think uh, Think Grow Rich? Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool, great. It's a book that everybody heard about. Shit been off for almost 100 years. Yeah. The the, the man died 50 years ago. We ain't know about it 50 years ago because none of us is 50. So it's like the the legacy behind that one thing is surviving. You When you think about... The, who who you think had the biggest brand of all time? And you, we've heard people say it all the time, but just just think, who who do everybody know that had never met? Everybody know that they've never met. Yeah. Like as far as a person or entity? It's a person for sure. But I mean, it's, it's, as a higher person, of course. God, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. My, so it's like Jesus' name has lived on for thousands of years. The Bible is a book that's been around for thousands of years. I was actually going to mention the Bible. You could have. I was going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying when you think about your work, right? When y'all think about TRPE, yeah. what is going to make it last a hundred years? I got knock Chad out on camera. <laughs> <laughs> like, she gonna live on sorry, You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's so when I think about building my resume, it's like I don't even care if my books take off right now. It don't matter. It's not for me. I'm living the story to tell mm, for the people that's, that's it's not mm. for me. You know what I'm saying? Like we think that we're supposed to enjoy the moments, but Martin Luther King and Malcolm X did not live to see their changes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you think about it, it's Martin like, had it his way though. Yeah, yeah I wasn't here. I don't know what they were here. But the fact of the matter is, we still benefited <laughs> off the, the labor of them. This is what the FBI said. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I just feel like when you think about that type of shit and you realize, like, even when you make your music, when you think about longevity, when you think about making content, you think about who's going to actually be the beneficiary of the shit you make yeah. it. I ain't going to hold you. It's funny because you mentioned I don't like Jay, but I do. And I say when Jay said... Of you want my old album? What niggas want my old shit? Buy my, buy old, my album. old albums. And at the time, I took. And that's crazy. Yeah, and at the time, I was just like, fuck, old nigga talking about it. I was like, annoyed. <laughs> but then as I got a little older, I'm just like, yeah, I'm evolving. You want that old shit? It's available. Yeah, even Don't when get it. even when he turned thirty, and I realized I was watching. Um, that thirty is the new twenty. Ago. So I'm so. But I, I when I was turning thirty, it was new to me. Yeah. I, I was feeling it, and I'm like, yo, like he really should. What I liked about Jay was he matured with his time, and what I mean is he did not try to stay young. He was like, I'm not doing that no more. That yeah. was when I was 21. Now I'm 30. This is what. So as he get older, his his music mature with him. You don't want to hear a, a a rapper at a certain age still talking that and trying to relate to somebody that's 17, 18. Yeah. No, but it's, it's disingenuous. Just, it's because it's like, nigga, what are you really doing a day to day? You go pick your kids up, like my, and that's you're another doing, closing deals. You yeah, wanna, come you on, like talk, if you don't know how to have that boss talk, then it's like. You know, granted, if you still live that life at a certain age, then that's just what you want. But I'm saying, if you know damn well, like a nigga like me, I cannot relate to a lot of shit that these rappers say because I, my lifestyle does not mimic or imitate none of the shit that they're talking about. I am honest with myself. Yeah. I enjoy it for entertainment, but today, I am not on nobody's corners. I am not adding drink to nobody's drugs. I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> I don't wear Pusheisty masks. I'm a grown-ass man with children. I'm trying to be married. I'm trying to build a family. I'm trying to build wealth. I'm trying to be the reason my kids can use my name to get in rooms. I didn't have that. 
So the groundwork I put in, even if it's just Philadelphia, my kids can literally go anywhere they want, and they say, that's Wolf kid, that's not kid, and they got automatic status and approval just from the work I put in. That's what this shit is about to a nigga like me. How big can I take it? Can I get them in another state where, because it's people that live out here off their last names. Mm-hmm. I want that. Yeah. That's what I, I want to be able to, because I'm changing my name. I mean, I love when Dane was like, I don't hustle for my first name. I hustle for my, my last, last name. name. Yeah. Because that's the bigger picture. Motherfuckers is living off their last. If your last name King, you think they're not going to ask if there's any relation or correlation to Martin? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know Martin. Oh, yeah, that's my great grandpa, but that's my whatever. It's like just your last name alone is more powerful than anything. So when you think about it, it's like, that's the type of shit that that's the success to me now. And it's like, can my kids benefit, even if they don't understand it? And 10 years yeah. from now, the work I'm putting in, when I turn 40, if my daughter, she's, my oldest is 13, my youngest is 7. At 23 and 17, whether they want to open up a bill, whatever they can do, want think about. Literally, is that not, when we think about financial, generational wealth, they make it a money play. It's not. It's a culture play. It's an information play. It's an access play. What can I teach you yeah. that you can teach others is generational wealth. Not how much can I leave behind. Because who literally going to win off being handed anything? If they would have gave y'all a platform with a million subscribers, y'all wouldn't even be as hungry as y'all is right now. But with that t- intangible yeah, goal yeah. that y'all chasing that's measurable is why y'all on the grind. We don't <laughs> yeah. we thrive yeah. off what's Patreon handed to Patreon with a million people on it. Come Where you at? I'm in <laughs> Lamborghini <laughs> again. Like, what you want? Just feed up. Get the back somewhere. <laughs> Chicky don't even know because you are, but the, that's why we, I say we fought our journey and our mission. Cause you mentioned the word mission. Our journey is our mission. That's the enjoyable process for us. But the fruits of our labor are not for us. The motherfuckers that planted trees do not get to sit in the shade. Right. Plant a tree today. I, I guarantee you, and you can go check on that bitch in 10, 15 years, it's still not big enough to supplant the, the, the sun and block it out. So when I look at that Just shit like that. the motherfuckers who grow Christmas trees. They grow them shits in six months. I don't know what the fuck they do with them Christmas trees. No, they wait, get them, well, put some well, castor well, oil in there. Well, well, with the daytime with all this AI shit. Yo, with all yo. this new technology and this Artificial new, Christmas trees. <laughs> they making everything in this bitch. Nigga said, we don't need you motherfuckers for nothing. Yeah. Yo, a great point that you made that I don't want to gloss over is the importance of literature to legacy. Yeah, for sure. Because, like a book like Think and Grow Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, The, the Richest Man in Babylon, All the of these things. stuff like that. They have a, there's literally like a reignition around that book yes. every three to ten years. Yeah, it's yeah niggas act like it's brand new. Yeah, me, me, it just me, came out. No, here go the craziest part. Even the reignition within yourself. You ever read a book? And then get older and read it again every time, and have like a whole new perspective. a whole new appreciation. Every year. happened to me with the Alchemist. Like yeah. you'll read it, and I gotta re- read that drone. Reread it again, and you'll just take it in in a in a different light, and you're yeah. just like, oh shit. Like, Yo, I read the Four Agreements every year and get something new. I read it's certain books. I got a book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind. I read that every couple. Months. It's like literally because the way our minds work, so. Sometimes it's process to, to, to recognize the familiar, but if you're so familiar to you, you got no choice but to pay attention to the unfamiliar. Right. So it's like when you driving home, you know your way. You don't really pay attention to every billboard. But for some reason, you might be hyper aware one day, and you be like, damn, I never even noticed this shit was at the corner. I yeah. never knew. And when you keep <laughs> up, though, when you keep your mind in that state where it's like, damn, you want to be conscious to the to the shit that you normally unconscious to is when you receive new information. So when you go back and reread some shit, you ain't you went into. So we only process information that our mind is fertile for. So at one point, if you read a book while you're mad, you're gonna resonate at that frequency, at that vibration, and take and taking that information. Six months later, you could be single. You could have been in a relationship when you read it the first time, mad at your girl. Like I'm gonna read this shit. 
because it helps me now. Six months later, when you're single, you're going to attract and attach to a whole different perspective of the book because your natural way of thinking is different. So right. when we think about how these books be able to reignite themselves is because, for one, people get older every day. And that's the goal for me, to find a pocket where I don't have to grow past. It's like, what's my audience? Like, all right, I'm 30 years old. Right, I'm like at 30, I want to appeal to the people that got kids, that want to be married, that's more so looking for safety than adventure. Like, people that's literally probably in the crib on a Sunday or Saturday night just looking for some chill shit to do because at every at some point in your life, everybody gets there. So if yeah. I can make books now that meet you there and I'm already 20 years ahead of you, like Think and Grow Rich, because when you six when you 16, you don't give a fuck about that book. Fuck that book. When when the NBA yeah. young boy dropping? You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's when little baby dropping. You, but when you, you reading shit like True to the Game, True to the Game, <laughs> all these uh, hood novels, yeah. shit that ain't got nothing to do. You ain't more learning. careful and all that <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when you get to a certain point, when these things actually become relevant to you, you want them there. You want them at you. So for me, cheating is not cheating. The title was controversial, and people missed out on a lot of viable game that can last a lifetime. But with the art of accountability, I realized I was like, all right, you know what? Let, I'm a I'm a very controversial. Um, person by mistake. I don't. I don't be planning the shot. I never be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna say this. What I see outside looking in, and I could be wrong. You lead with shock in order to grab the attention. Hundred percent. You pull them in with logic. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I was. I was waiting to say wrong, but no, no. You're hundred percent right. No, no, no. All jokes aside, though, that's exactly what it is. I'm. I'm addicted to that shock factor. Like of like, what the fuck he talking about? What he mean? Because I'm so used to used to being misunderstood that I make it on purpose now. Because yeah. if you for me, it's like you we all crave being under you want to say shit and people get it. And when you feel like you're not understood, you feel alienated. So instead of allowing myself to let people make me feel that way, I said, you know what? I'm gonna say some shit that you gotta think about. Cause most people have mental activity, but they don't think. Thought is an actual intentional process. What do you want to eat? Okay, now I have to think about what I want to eat. Mental activity is whatever pops up in front of you, it's just on your mind. Yellow bus, pizza, fucking microphone, whatever's happening, that's mental activity. People think that they're thinking, but they're not. So for me, if I say something and it's so absurd that you have to think, I won. And that's the game for me. Yeah. I want to force people to think. And that's why I said, man, like, I understand, like, I, I, you gotta, and I was gonna say this to y'all off camera. I said to y'all on camera, like we gotta establish our dominance in these spaces. Like I'm no longer playing the game of no. I understand that I'm one of the most intelligent, well-spoken motherfuckers of, of this town. I understand that, and I'm walking in that, and I'm going to write in that, put my books in that, because there will come a time, a hundred years from now, where somebody pick up my work and wish they knew me. And be like, damn, like, like how we look back on all of these, like, like man, I, I did my fucking research on Napoleon Hill. If you read his Wikipedia, he a piece of shit. But that ain't what the book say. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? The, the book is this great legendary, no disrespect, because he's one of the goats. But I'm just saying. The thing, at the end of the day, I tell people this all the time. Good information doesn't give a fuck who tells you. Nope. So I could get amazing advice. I've gotten amazing advice from crackheads, from dope fiends. From murderers, from people that would technically be labeled like the scum of the <laughs> earth, but they gave me some, some shit great, that I, great that I, that I remember, remember Martin and Shaquille Sunflower? A man sleeps on the floor, can't fall, fall out, out of bed. bed. <laughs> like, damn, nigga. <laughs> you see my face? Damn, that's, that nigga that's, got a point. I never, thought, I never thought about it like that, but no, 100%. I think even to Napoleon, I'm not saying he a bad person. I'm saying that yeah. that's what the people say. That's what the people say. say. That's, that's to been me, a his book, and he's a great, this shit helped my life. This shit really put me you on know principles you, you of know what wealth. You think about when you just said that? Think about Nipsey. And how everybody acts with him now, you know, that yeah. didn't act like that when yeah. he was alive. Yeah. And it's like he's going out, it's like, damn, so the prolific tat made all the sense in the world. Yeah, like yeah. He was that prolific. He was that prolific. You know what I mean? And he's, he said it coming into this year, like, we kind of got to that place with this podcast where it's like, 
doing this. Yeah. Like we yeah. can talk. We we're we're the best at yeah, this shit. Yeah. And he's like, I'm down to make enemies with anybody. Yeah, I like, mean, because you almost it. gotta be. Yeah, I don't like, care who I offend. I don't care who's bothered. Like some things just have to be said. Yeah. It, but it's like, why be bothered? If if, if y'all want to establish your dominance and y'all backing it up, why be bothered? Why not get inspired? Now. Everybody's bothered. I, I get inspired by that type of energy, bro. Because but, but, we, but we're the. The exception. We're the exception to the rule. No, yes, yeah. I could, I could, I could respect that. So that's the we didn't get. I feel like we went forty or five minutes and then talk about relationships, right? But I've been holding this thought. I was gonna make an Instagram <laughs> video, but I said I'm giving this to TRPE, right? So I was sitting here and I feel like there's a lot of content um about you know. So, I had a question about the right, whole go, relationship go, 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 go. sphere and all of that. All right, that. let's so do it. Let's maybe, do it. Maybe it, maybe it, ties, it, it, into it ties into it. it. All right, say less. Say less. What are your thoughts on this two year conversation about men versus women, gender roles, submission versus slavery? and intersexual dynamics at large and are we getting anywhere all right cool so let, that's a, that's a that's a compartmentalized so all right what was the first two dynamics to it because i feel men like versus women and gender roles all right so i feel like gender roles are necessary like i feel like there are things i don't care so all right let's say let me not use the word i hate the term gender rule i think tasks are necessary for men and women to complete because men are naturally better at certain things and women are naturally better at certain things if you have a team oriented mindset you, it shouldn't matter it's the best person for the job should do the shit. If it's about, oh, well, what if, you, well, you, I cooked five times, you should be cooking too, or I paid this, so you should pay that. It's like now we being more divisive than being in, uh, being, cahoots. Yeah, cahoots being, with each other. But I feel like the conversation, I'm burnt out with it because it's no progress to the end of the point. Yeah. It's like people just want to talk about the shit. And it's like for me, the art of accountability is like, what are you going to do about the shit? Like we can talk about it all day, every day, but what are you going to, what you going to do about it? You understand what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, if you don't want to do nothing, I don't want to talk about it. But I feel like, as far as in a role, it, no, for real though, it's like, no, that's for real. It's, at this point, with it, it's like, and I feel like you got to also re remember who's having the conversation. So there is pits. It's like people who stay stuck in that space, but it's also people who just get in there. So if I realize, like, yo, I don't even recognize none of the people. We was talking about this two years ago, but this is a new group of people. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm stuck. Let me get the fuck about it. Give me out this fucking car. So it's like you got to be able to acknowledge that within yourself and realize if you still having that talking, you ain't getting nowhere. You might be talking to the motherfuckers that either ain't going nowhere or they just got here, so they excited about it. One. They just got cheated on. They just going through their first breakup, so now yeah. it's fresh to them. I wrote the book for them people. I ain't talking about that shit no more. You know what I'm saying? For them, I ain't in it. I think the biggest thing when it comes to the relationship thing, and I I'm with you. I'm completely yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because this is the reality. My relationship isn't your relationship. Hundred percent. It isn't his relationship. It isn't Daniel's relationship. It isn't this person. It, it isn't no one's. So there is no right or wrong way that I can express to you for how to do things that work in my life that might not work in your life because y'all dynamic. Dan, add the clap, Dan. We are. All, I got we, the clap. We, Dan, like, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> <Dan> said, <laughs> Nigga said, I got you. But you, like, you, true story. One day, I literally, and I'm not going to mention the restaurant because they don't sponsor the show. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I was going off one day about a seafood restaurant and how good it was and how good the crabs was and how good the shrimp was and how good the clams is and how good the this, that, and the third. And I'm telling Chad, I mean, I'm going for like five minutes. Just for me to get done at Chad, like, I'm allergic to shellfish. I'm like, right. <laughs> Can't relate this to nothing. So what Can't, the fuck am I telling you all this Can't relate to nothing you just said. And that's the reality. You'll give somebody two hours worth of shit that they can't and even relate, relate to because it's not their life. But this is why cheating is not cheating, because it's subjective and perspective-based. So till everything you just explained is exactly the premise of the book. Yeah. We all have our own definition of what we deem appropriate for our relationship. Exactly. It's not for us to agree. It's for our... Me 
us and our partners to agree and not enough people go inward in a relationship to have these discussions they go to social media and talk to a bunch of strangers who live completely different lives and right. I feel like my book is deeper than that the first one it's, it's more I talk about pride and ego break that down to a science talk about double standards talk about forgiveness talk about so many different variations to relationships that's not that don't cheating is not even the biggest cause of breakups like it, it ain't is financial it's pride and ego Because what trigger What do finances trigger Yeah Your pride and your ego yeah. It's pride and, pride and ego Is the leading determining factor To why you would cheat I want to fuck this bitch Because of my ego You gonna say it A girl was gonna do Some nut shit Because of her pride Or her ego So it's like When you think about it Cheating gets the rap For what's not even a, It's not even the cause of it But going to the next part of it Which was What was the third thing That you said uh, Submission versus that's slavery Great 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 That's that's the part So <laughs> that's the that's the thing I was stuck in my mind So yeah. Let's, let's, so for one, even as, as men, right, we were taught submission at a young age, and I'm going to explain to y'all how, right? Y'all play sports? Yeah. You submit it to your coach. Women who, who think submission is, before we get to submission and slavery, I don't knock a woman for not knowing how to submit naturally. They say, oh, if you, you got to bring me into my soft side. No, you, you don't got to bring me into my yeah, man's I, side. I look at that like and, either you are or, or you, you are. Or you're not. And, and it, the, 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 the whole talking point behind conditional submission and conditional femininity is just like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, like, 100%. That's not even a woman I would entertain. So it's like, when you, like, going back to the point, right? Us having us having coaches, we didn't always agree with what the coach was on. But we didn't go to other coaches on other teams to get strategy for how we were going to win the game. Yeah. Sometimes we felt like coach could have been wrong. Sometimes coach was wrong, but we understood coach's intentions. Coach is trying to do what he thinks is right to win the game. So when you think of us as men, as leaders, we already have the ability. If we was to all come and sit down here right now to try to come up with a plan, even if we don't agree with everybody's component to the plan, we are humble enough within ourselves to be like, you know what? I'm going to give this shit a shot. And if it don't work, I'm logical enough to remove myself. And aside from that, we're logical enough to say and have discernment, levels of discernment to say, you should take the lead. You should be, exactly. his, you should be his assistant. We're going to play the background and do it, da, 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 da. Exactly. We figure it out real fast. Exactly. So I feel like where we struggle, all right, now granted, we speaking to the men who can lead because it's not, it, that don't mean every, every man, because he's a man, don't mean he's a leader. That's we know fact. that because we grew up with niggas. we like, this nigga's not a leader. Yeah. He's a father. So that's fine. But when we talk about the submission slavery thing, I think they feel like slaves because they think they're supposed to have a say-so. And Submitting and having faith in somebody is having an opinion, but understanding that your voice might not be heard with this plan. If you say, Coach, I think he should take the shot, but Coach think he should take the shot. Coach heard what the fuck you said, but Coach <laughs> is still gonna make the final call. <laughs> and I think that it seems like slavery because it's like, oh well, you're saying that I just gotta stay home and do this, do this. Like, no, I'm putting you in a position for us to win as a unit. If that's what it calls for, then play that. If it changes, because at the end of the day, I feel like it's certain things that women are naturally better, naturally smarter. And and if you smart as a man, you let them thrive in that so they can have a sense of control, a sense of power, and it never be a power struggle. But the problem B is if I gave you your elements of control and power and I now have mine, why do you want to say so on my side of the plant? If sure. I said Jews could decorate downstairs and I decorate upstairs, why the fuck is you upstairs trying to tell me how to decorate <laughs> up? And now you feel like, oh, so you telling me I got to stay downstairs? I'm not your slave. No, we agreed that downstairs <laughs> is yours. <laughs> upstairs is mine. I'm just sticking to the plan. So, you know, the way I look at it, I 
feel like, you know, I, I don't tell women to just... I'm just sticking to the plan. I'm just sticking to the plan. I don't tell women that, yo, just stay home and do this because at the end of the day, we all grown-ass, fully functioning adults. But I feel like if you understand how teams work, we don't always agree with the people on our team. But that is about the intentions. If everybody has one common agenda to win, to be happy, to be successful, then let's focus on however we can get there. It's not really about who does what. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting, like, listening to what you're saying because it's like, it, it yeah. makes total sense. Right, right, right. And I think, again, the My biggest... Order. The, yeah, I get, I get you one. The biggest issue is we as a people, we have, like, a need or, like, almost a... a yeah, a need, a necessity. Yeah. To get validation from people we're never going to fucking be around. I we're just said this on live today. To. We're never going to see in person. We're never going to kick it. I literally had a conversation with my homie last night. We went to dinner. Me, me him, and the ladies Appreciate went out. You. And I'm telling him about, like, as far as going forward and being, like, in a real deal relationship, like a real deal marriage and shit. People, when it comes to, like, a marriage, there are certain people where... They mean more to the marriage than y'all individually. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. So, like, when you put together, like, a guest list for a marriage or some shit like that, you know, you want to invite people who matter to yeah, y'all. Yeah, because yeah. if this marriage goes through a tough time or goes through some shit, who can we call You on? need who that team. You need on? that community. So, there are friends Village. that I have as my friends yeah. where you might be a lifelong friend or whatever, whatever, but... To this union, yeah. you don't matter. You don't that matter. Much. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and we have this thing where it's like, oh, just inherently, like, oh, I'm around, I'm around, and it's just like, no, it don't work like that yeah. because this situation is something that is different than every other thing on the planet because it's unique it's to unique me to and her, or you and her, or exactly. her and him. And we have this thing where we go to the internet, and out of all places, we go to these like nigga blogs where it's like, what y'all think, y'all? Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk to me, roommates. Like, let's get the, and it just be like, what the fuck are we doing? Everybody Looking to be agreed with. I always Every, say, I, if, if I post this and it get fourteen thousand likes and get pinned, I gotta be right. Yeah, that, not realizing that there's that, fourteen thousand people who need a helmet. And hundred percent, yo, like, agreement. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> agreement talk. does not mean right, and disagreement oh, does not mean wrong. It's, it's a perspective, and until people understand that, they will never interpret. And they go on there and be like, yeah, because yo, you know how many times I'll be talking to a girl and she'd be like, I bet it's true. If we post this, they say I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why you keep like trying to post the shit? Like, all right, like uh, I, you get what I'm saying? It's like I'm not. I'm like I don't homie, say shit to be right. I say shit to be real. He was arguing with his girl one day, and she he did. Of course, they broke up now. But he was arguing with her, and she was like, "Post that on your gram and see what they say." And he's like, "I'll stab everybody on this motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with they Man, say. People on another level. People don't even understand confirmation bias. One hundred percent. Like where the venue in which you post something can determine the, the outcome. outcome of what people say. No, one hundred percent. That's why New York niggas want to have verses in front of Biggie Mom's house because it makes it it, it changes the outcome inherently by just the nature of where you are. So if you're a woman and you got seventeen thousand followers and eighty two hundred of them is is women that is bird brains that think like you. Of course, all eighty two hundred of them are going to agree, and a cup and a good amount of the eighty eight hundred horny niggas that want to fuck you are going to agree too. Yo, not even because they agree, but because they want they, the, they want that, that they want the access exactly. They, they just want to feel like so. They like, yeah, a man agree with me too. It's like fuck that nigga. Yeah, like men, no. men, men don't have 
any true solidarity mm-hmm. when 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 you remove men from being like in a tight knit group, like in a closed off space, and you put them out in the world, men have zero solidarity. That's because every because men are so willing to throw each under under, under, the, the, bus. under the bus in the nature of access to women oh. and capital that they probably never never gonna, gonna fucking get. Touch. Nigga, oh. what they said? I oh. seen a meme that said a oh. nigga will unbro you fast as shit for some pussy. Oh. <laughs> nigga will unbro the shit out you. Like yeah, we Yo. cool, but we, we ain't, ain't that cool. I, we ain't that cool. I, I, I did a show and that. It looked like we real cool, no. but we ain't that. Now he that talked cool. with my manager. Yeah. I didn't even know that nigga before I got there. Barely knew the nigga. What they call him? I didn't he even know that was his name. Manager. I saw, uh, it's funny because this morning on Facebook, I had to unfollow the chick. I, I known her since we was like young. She's like kind of just shot out now. And she be making these outrageous posts on Facebook or whatever. And she posted something that was just so just like, and I looked at the comments and it's niggas in there like, no, you talking that real shit though, boo, don't let them hate on you. And I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah, niggas, Yo, are, niggas are crazy. Like, the, they, and, 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 and niggas are horny. That, and, that's really it. But, niggas are horny. And that's like, it. For, 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 and you got to understand, man, like, those the type of ones that make the video that be like, oh, yeah, if you're a guy, you're, you're a girl, you should be it. But it's like, and it's like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, I see one thing about my content, I never dissociate myself with being a man. It's not a video on the internet of me calling niggas ain't shit, telling niggas how to be men, unless right. it's with positive influence. Yeah. But I understand that I'm still a man and we still men and men still. See, because the thing is, because niggas is not leaders in their own right, they will follow anything. So it's like, it's a small percentage of men that's actually going to stand firm, even if the the, the, the marge majority, even if the exactly. group of women, even if it might risk you getting her number or getting some pussy and still stand up, most niggas ain't going to do that. They're going to compromise what they believe. Oh, oh, no, yeah, she right. And it's like, bro, like you ain't even got a backbone. So ultimately, she's still going to fuck with niggas like us because she, even though she arguing us down, she just want to change how we think. Exactly. Yeah, but I, she still respecting I, I think we've reached a real nasty like time period of times where like men are almost at times afraid to just be men. Like to where yeah, it's like I don't want to ruffle no feathers. No, niggas is shook. Yeah, yeah, shook ones. Like niggas is real. Like Hennessy jerseys. No, I, like, I, niggas, I understand that. You I know, can see and, that because you're gonna get attacked. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, if you say the wrong shit, you're gonna get attacked. Hundred percent. And you know me personally, I just sit back and I, I a lot of it I just see is like internet fodder. And yeah, I don't really yeah, pay it's not real or whatever. Yeah, like I, I don't really pay none of shit. I, I don't listen to these people. To be yeah, honest. yeah, like, yeah. I, I really don't. And that that to me was like how you talk about your maturation. Like when my life got like really, really good and I got really solid in a lot of things. I dead ass cut who I like listen to down to like eight or nine. You people. got to like I just the outside world does don't not even matter. Exist. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what these people think. I don't give a fuck what they feel. Now if you fuck with me and this and the third, yeah, that's cool. And I, I, you know, it shows and it resonates. But at the end of the day, I can't live my life trying to appease. Thousands of people. That's just dumb. And you use the key word. You said mature. You got to also remember how so many people did not grow to your level yet. Oh. So they're still receiving information at yep. the age that they're at, even if I they're listened, 10 years later. I came across a podcast the other day just because I seen it online. I was just, I was in the mood. Like, let me listen to some yeah. other content. And I'm listening to it. And I mean, like, it's, it's a group of young guys or whatever. And I mean, like, eight minutes in. And I'm like... None of this shit is factually correct. Yeah. They're just making, making up shit up. facts. They're yeah. just saying things. Yeah, and statistics show. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> nigga, what statistics? Yeah, and they're they're talking like source. And, trust me, bro. And, and, <laughs> use words like that. You know it's fact. Sources, statistics, and studies. Yo, the three words you use when you're trying to confirm some shit. In like eight minutes, they went from watches to cars to women to. Life to it was just like all over the place, and I'm like, yo, there's no real basis to any, yeah, no, and they had like three or four moments where they were like throwing out facts that I'm like, 
I know that's wrong. not a, yeah. And I go real quick, just a simple Google search and go into a CNN poll and, and it's just like, yeah, I know that wasn't right. 80%, 80% of men by the age of 25 is millionaires. Yeah. Like, I, I know that ain't right because yeah. I ain't getting my M yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting on my I'm M. 30. You know, Philly got more millionaires than any other city in the, in the United States. Yeah, <laughs> like, hold the fuck up. <laughs> like, that like, can't right. be right. <laughs> I don't know none of yeah. these niggas. <laughs> Mike Rubin was only number 17 when like, they get the bag. Like, it just, my old head, Richard and Rubin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When they had Mike Rubin number 18. number 11 on, on yeah, the, on when the list. When they had Mike Rubin number 18 on the get the bag list, I was like, yo, we cook, yo. We still on the get the bag yo, list. Mike Hughes was 18, No, dog. but it, uh, uh, the, the thing Mike about. Mike Rubin. The motherfuckers with, um. With, with, with the net too And I look at it like Man like a lot of people They 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 so Everybody's so rushed To talk about the experiences Before getting all the way through them Like wisdom yes. really Is acquired through time Like we go through the moment Something The first time you go through Some shit You don't know it well enough To teach it yep. But everybody is teaching it The first yes, time sir. I'm literally just understand I, And I was one of them niggas At a point in time Like I experienced some shit once I think I didn't became me, me go I hit my get, apex get, at this, get, shit. Get this shit I'm about off. to put out an ebook <laughs> And now I'm like Yo damn Like the first time You go through it Is for you to experience That then the second and third time, that's when you start to do it differently. And then you shape your perspective because what we were first taught isn't always right. And you got to unlearn and relearn new information to be able to have a broad perspective. The reason my perspective, because like what people understand about me is I'm not a perspective person. I'm an objective person. You got subjective perspective and objective. Subjective is however you view it. Perspective is the way you see it. Objective is what the fuck it is. The fact of the matter is we, this is a microphone and we're on a podcast. We don't have to argue the, the, the details of that. Now, who got yeah. the best podcast is a that's perspective and subjective based mm -hmm. on a, how you view it and your perspective and on it. And what you come and into this wanting to, wanting to get walk from. away from. But, it, yeah. but the fact of the matter is we're on a podcast when I look at relationships life everything for me is I got the ability to know my perspective like this is how I personally feel but I also see the objectivity in it this is what it is this is how this goes this is how that goes and when you look at the law that's why I'm cheating and I cheat and I, I use the um a law example about um between capital murder and manslaughter because the law is one of the few things where emotions don't matter don't matter how you felt, why you stole the chicken. Nigga, you stole the chicken. You're going to be penalized for what you did. Right. When you think about relationships, it's a little more great because it's based on how you feel. So the example for me was like, all right, let, all right let's, let's just be honest. Let's take away your experiences of how you were cheated on and that dog-ass nigga that dogged you out and the bitch that did you, the chick that did you dirty, I'm working on myself, the chick that did you dirty because <laughs> I got to stop saying that word. Like yeah, I can't be talking yeah. about I'm one of the greatest of all time and I can't use my vocabulary. The chick that did you dirty is like, Let's look at the facts of what happened. You know, you went and got this girl pregnant. You know what I mean? That was out of pocket. Like, you know what I mean? All right, yeah, she went on a girl's trip and she had sex. Now, both of y'all are wrong. But the fact of the matter is, capital to me is when you do things that's not, you can't come back from. It's like it was emotions attached to it. You were teaching with cheating with the person over and over again. Y'all yeah. have a connection, a relationship. There's a life-changing life thing that happens as a result We of can't rekindle did. this, but a one-off of some bullshit is worth the conversation. And would I say the relationship survive? Yeah, who knows? I'm not saying it will, but I'm saying that they should be viewed differently the same way if you steal a candy bar, it's going to be looked, you stay both crumbs, but you're going to look at stealing different than you're going to look at any type of form of aggression and violence and yeah. you know what I mean? But that's the objectivity in it. The fact that matter is cheating is not cheating because it's not just, oh, you text her and that's just as bad as the fact that, you know, she went and got some from this nigga. Yeah, no, yeah. they two different conversations, although both can be deemed cheating depending on who you're asking. And depending upon, and depending upon, all right, if she did what she did 
after knowing that you text this girl and then she went on vacation and had sex with somebody, what she did is punitive in nature, she, which, <laughs> which makes it intentional. That's strategic, And it, and yes. it automatically yes. lessens what you, you did. You did, 100%. what she did. Even in reverse, but yes, Even because now this is a calculated offense. Like, yes. you literally premeditated your behavior because you discovered something and now you acted off of what you discovered versus you just being genuinely... Like, I wrote in my second book that, you know, I cheated before because like I'm taking accountability for my actions. I'm like, at the end of the day, it had nothing to do with my girl. I loved her. Like, I don't yeah. want nobody to question the love I have for her. <laughs> yeah. I cheated because it's what I wanted to do. Like, had nothing to do with what she wasn't doing and what she decided. No, I've seen other girls that I wanted to fornicate with, and I pursued them and had sex with them. Did I ever put myself in a predicament where it's like, I'm leaving my girl for one of them? It never crossed my mind. But in that time of my life, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to chase. Now, at 30, I can say that I ain't on that. And be honest with myself. Yeah. I cannot be lying and be like, no, nah, I really had them. I had those years. That moment came and went. And now I'm just a better man because of it. But yeah, man, I don't know, man. I just feel like where we at in time, I feel like it's a it's a very strange time where it's like every you just don't know what to believe, yeah. what to understand, what to and if you play the internet too much, you get lost in life. Yo, a lot of shit that happened on the internet don't happen in real life. Like really think about how scary the internet is. Listen. And then you go out in real life and none of the shit that you think about in your comments happens to you yeah. when you're coming out of Target. Ain't nobody that walks, fuck <laughs> you, nigga, you said that, but never happened. Yeah, yeah. But in your comments, there's going to be somebody in there yeah. saying, fuck you, you stupid, you biased, you this, you are. Then they, oh, they got these words I hate. Oh, man, uh, you're narcissistic and toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity and uh, man manipulation Mani is a word that's been around forever, but it's just yeah. overly saturated. Everything is manipulation. Then uh, what is Coercion the other one? Coercion is the other one. Coercion. <laughs> they using that now? Yeah. Coercion is a thing? Coercion. Like, they, they have this thing. There's a movement now with reverse consent where they're saying, where feminists are, radical feminists are saying, if you use the game or being like a slick guy in order to have sex with a woman and then you didn't follow through on what you told her, she can reverse her consent because you coerced her into having sex. Yeah, like had she you, known yeah, you had you told a rack you. of bitches, she wouldn't have had sex with you. So technically, uh, you coerced her into having logically, sex. Logically, it makes sense. <laughs> but I don't her. understand how it applies to, like, basically, that's saying I'm going to strip all accountability for exactly. my own decision to have That's exactly so what it's saying. It's like you're basically saying that every single woman walking this earth has to be labeled a victim because now I'm going to say that child. you had no power in your thoughts and you yeah. had no consent because you were consenting on false premises. You know how many niggas didn't bought shit and paid for shit on false premises? I know niggas chasing pussy from high school. <laughs> They've been taking care of that shit for 12, 13 years and yep. still ain't get the chick that they chasing. And is that not the, but whatever, that's a conversation for, I guess, another audience because that ain't my fight. I'm not fighting the feminists. <laughs> that's not my battle. If that's y'all yeah. logic and how y'all see the shit, it don't apply in my reality. I feel like the way the world is now, you can make your own rules. Two quick points just to uh, kind of put a bow on the whole relationship topic. Uh, one, I'm like you. I'm like team men like to a fault. Even though I know that men Nigga, I ain't are, say are, that. I, I'm team men to a fault. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's something that my girl hates about me because it's like when we have like these little debates and stuff in the crib, it's like I always see find a path to see, like, the men's perspective in something. Mm -hmm. Even though I inherently understand, like, niggas can be flip-floppy, wishy-washy, sell niggas out and all that, I just speak to the handful of men that I feel like are the living exception. in their purpose and are the exception of the rule that, that I feel like I'm the exception, and I'm going to always stick up and stand up for those men. Right. So that that point. The second point is, um, just in relationships in general, I believe in a principle of benefit of the doubt based on reputation. And mm -hmm. when it comes to, like, the submission topic, it's like, yo, if I've 
only giving you good advice throughout the course of this relationship, whether it's been a year, two years, three years, four years. The one thing that you come up against that I'm telling you to do or asking you to do that you may be unsure about, why wouldn't you just agree 100%. just for the simple fact that I was right about everything, everything else. else? Yeah, 100%. I, why not give me the benefit of the doubt based on the reputation that I've constantly led you down a positive path yeah. the whole time that we've been together? And I feel like, to your point, I promise you, like that's literally my mindset with that. It'd be like, if I gave you no reason to not trust me, why don't you trust me? Yeah, why at start this, now? <laughs> at this point, I'm being punished for something I didn't do. Because who are you comparing me to when I'm receiving this lack of trust if I gave you no reason not to trust me? If I've been nothing but honest and upfront and communicated and led well and always had great intentions. That's why the intentions matter because at this point, what do you have the question? And if you still have questions, that becomes the internal battle because now you have to ask yourself, why don't, why does this any different than the other hundred times that he was right? right? What part of me is this triggering and who am I punishing him for? Because that's the reality of it. A lot of us, like, again, I'm not, I'm a man by, that's what I am, but I'm not yeah. going to say I'm team man. I'm objective. Women are right in certain things. Men are right in certain things. Because I'm a man, it's natural to try to hear a man out because most of the time, a man might not have to, not know how to articulate his behavior, but because I'm a man, I understand why he did it. Like gotcha. he did that because he, <laughs> yeah. I get it. But as a now me not being a woman, I have to work overtime to understand certain things about their nature, their biology, and how they made and how they wired psychologically. So I can now be objective enough to see different points of view. But yeah. getting all the way back to the trust factors, like who am I being punished for? Who are you comparing me to in this moment to where the, you're like, I trusted you up until this level? Okay, who broke your trust at this level? Because yeah. I I'm undefeated. I, now, if I fuck up, hold me accountable. I, right. Hey, look, I, you did that bullshit that one time I let you flip my taxes. You never brought them back. That's why I'm not giving you this money. Off on the I understand. <laughs> the like, I, I, I wrote myself in this position. But now, you know, you got to regain that trust. But if I never fucked up, why are you treating me like I did? That's not fair. You wouldn't want me treating you like you fucked up based on the actions of a chick in the past. So, you know, don't do it to us. I've never asked this question uh, during any episode that we have. But I think that you're uh, equipped to answer it. Are black men fairly represented in the media? Fuck no. I hate it. I don't even watch the media from the. I, I hate TV. I hate the blogs. No disrespect to nothing because I, res I understand the agenda and the narrative, but I just feel like they always make one stereotypical black man. It's going to be the, the egotistical, narcissistic, manipulative, woman beater, be deadbeat dad. And it's like, we all not that. So it's like, I can't respect the way we are depicted because it don't fit my reality. So right. if art imitates life and I don't live that, like how I just sat here and said, I don't live the life of these rappers. So I can enjoy it for entertainment, but it does not reflect my everyday. Why? There, no, now I get it. We are so addicted to our pain as black people that if they showed the show with a happy couple, they wouldn't watch it. Yeah. They're gonna wait for him. You know how many times I sat beside a chick in a movie or something, she's waiting for the good nigga to do some <laughs> nut shit. Yeah. I knew it, and he cheating. It's like they can't even, but it's like when you think about when you said um, the confirmation bias about what they see based on everything they taught, how could you expect them to respect us when they had no example in the household, no example was being depicted in the media, no example in a close friend. And then when you are the example, you become the exception, yeah. not the rule. You know how many times, oh, nah, that's just you. Or, Wolf, you're different. It's like, 
well, if you want niggas to be more like me, you need to lean into what I'm doing because y'all set the standard for how we carry it. A nigga is never going to pay more than what it's worth. I know we talking about the media and how they yeah, depict yeah, yeah. it, but yeah, let no. me segue Do real quick. A nigga is never going to pay more than what it's worth. So if a man is not giving you the shit that you want, you got to ask yourself how much that it costs him to get it, right? So my mom, me and my mom had a conversation. I took her to dinner for her birthday a few months ago, and she was like, yo, son, when I was younger, men would just come and put groceries in the refrigerator. Like they would, We didn't even have to ask for shit like that. That made them feel like they did something. I said, well, mom, if you look at the nature of way independence is being portrayed as a strength instead of a weakness, when a man what makes us feel like men is provision, feeling like I took care of that. It don't got to be financial. I handled that. I fixed that. I'm the man. I, if a woman is taking all of that off the table, what else do a man have to give her that she don't have but dick? So it's like, okay, now hear me being a mentor to the young guys. Yo, treat her with respect and, you know, treat her like this and all this cool shit, right? And then he hit her up three or four times and now he over there and he inside her. Who he going to listen to? Me or her? Right. He ain't did All the game I gave him didn't work because he ain't had to do none of it. So when we tell him, it's like, I'm not paying more than what it Cause you ain't never walked in Louis Gucci Chanel and said this cost twenty five hundred. I'm gonna give you three thousand. No, I'm gonna pay you what it costs. So if you're not getting treated accordingly, you gotta assess the price, not the monetary price, but you gotta assess your standard of what you present, and then you'll get a man to raise himself. Because we always gonna rise to the occasion. If we want something, we will get it. I always say that they say, oh, a nigga lazy if he sit around playing the game all day. No, he's not. He's mismotivated. It takes a lot of energy and emotions to pour yourself into a game. You're just putting your energy into the wrong shit. Right. Now. Score on that nigga, yeah. <laughs> now, now, granted, if you want a, a man that's actually motivated in a certain way, you know, it's about how you, what you put in front of him that makes him want to chase. Because at some point, we did chase a chick. Yeah. It's when we got her that a lot of niggas tend to put their foot up. Now, I tell men all the time, it's not about when you, the, the time for us, don't, it starts for us, we know, damn, I've been chasing her since fourth grade. Now I got her. Yep, I got her ass. But for them, they don't, their time don't start till they give in. Exactly. So if they gave in at 26, it don't matter the other fucking 14, yeah, her 15 clock starts the at moment 26. at 26. <laughs> so we got to remember that. But if she then compromises who she is and starts to try to keep us and and, and make and, and, and not allow the relationship to operate purely and what it's supposed to be, then a man ain't never going to rise to the occasion. But getting back to the media aspect of it, they don't depict us in our authentic representation of who we are as men. They only show the bad side. Of us, and it's like yeah. we we as black men have flaws. We are human beings, but we are not all bad people. Are there bad apples? Yes, but those apples are far from this tree because real and fake do not cohabitate. Yeah. Like, I don't. I'm not around motherfuckers with poor character. So it's like, why is there no? But that's why I speak. You'll never see me in certain conversations. I don't. It's just like I don't even. I barely watch TV because every fucking show shows these. Men that just don't exemplify who, who I am and what I'm on. And I, I don't complain about it. I just don't watch it. You'll never see me going on a rant on my page, 10 slides of why I hate these 10 shows, but you just would never see them yeah, in my search I, history. I said it years ago. I feel like looking, because I was a real TV you know, junkie when I was a kid, yeah. young man and shit. And just what we saw on television from black men was just like, even down to the urban shows. Like, it just, think about it. Family Matters. Carl Winslow was a police officer. Yeah. You know, Fresh Prince, Judge Banks. You yeah, know that, that was a lawyer good. And a judge. Yeah. Look at uh, uh, New York Undercover. Malik Yoba was like the coolest nigga on the planet. He yeah. was a detective. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it just, not even necessarily on the law side of things, just in general. Even Everybody Hates Chris, his dad had a regular. He job. was a provider. Like, we saw these men, and then once the reality show shit kind of kicked into high gear, now it's the same shit all the time. It's ridiculous jewelry, ridiculous haircuts. And the people who we kind of like big up and the women lust at the other, they're always involved in some nonsense. No, they're involved in court and law and going <laughs> to jail, going to this, going. So it's like the, 
it, as fucked up as it is, it do be a representation of like what's going on in like the world at times. Whose you know, world? Right, but that's what I'm saying. But that's the world they show people. Yeah. So that's the world people kind of think exists. So if, if if art imitate life and life imitate art, that means you do what you see and you see what you do. You basically in reverse. It's like you see it on TV, so you did it. But they saw it somewhere, so they put it on, so TV. Put it on TV. But it's exactly. like now everybody that's on the receiving end of you know art imit- life now imitating art. They are they are acting toxic to be that that which they saw. Think about how crazy this is. Black as fuck came out. Kenya Barris, right? He wrote Blackish. He wrote Grownish. He wrote. Mitchell, I never watched right? none of them. I ain't okay. gonna lie. Well, Kenya Barris. Sorry, he's culture. Just, Kenya Sorry, Barris is screenwriter. He came out with Black as fuck on Netflix, right? It's him being himself. He's pretend, he's being Kenya Barris, and he's got a family, children, six children, his wife. That shit got torn apart by people because they like, oh, black people don't act like this. That's crazy. It's now crazy. I want to go watch it. See, it's crazy that interests me because now yeah. it's like it's probably the truth of how some black people are, he, but we can't like, receive it. Was it was like a quirky. Kirby enthusiasm, Seinfeld, dry yeah. humor type show. Yeah. But literally, he's Kenya Barris, who's a producer and a showrunner. His wife is a mom who was a lawyer, but now she's like a, was a stay-at-home mother for all the children. But yeah. she's getting back into doing her thing. The kids are all got things going on. The daughter's trying to... He got the daughter in NYU film school. And as part of her getting into the school, she's basically doing a documentary on her family. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. That's and creative. it's just them interacting with each other. And people really went as far as being like, black people don't act like this. But I'm like, when y'all go on... Loving hip hop, and you see Scrap going to jail for twenty years, and this person getting his teeth knocked out in the bar, and, right. and it's just like no one's like, "Oh, black people don't act like that." <laughs> yeah, like, They're like, "No, I can understand." No, I, I just knocked the motherfucker out <laughs> <laughs> the bar. You see these women go to lunch, and they can't have lunch without throwing food at each other. No, yeah, and it's that like, shit is crazy. But it's like, all right, let me, all right, y'all, let me ask you this: What y'all name three good romance movies, black movies that? are not extremely over-exaggerated with abuse and toxicity. Like, something that ended well. Even uh, if it was some some bullshit in the film. Give Love me Jones three. I was going to say Love Jones. That was the drone with uh, Tate. Tate yeah. and Neil Long. Oh, that was a good one. But that, that was, was it was, like, it got toxic. It did. The, it, that it was, that was slight. That was slight. That told the shit that the level that happened now. You on a date with Bill Bellamy pulled up in a hearse. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was crazy. <laughs> uh, Bill Bellamy out of pocket for even pursuing her, but that's another conversation. Would we say the preacher's wife? Would that go in there? Preacher's wife. Um, I want to say baby boy, but that baby I know boy. That. <laughs> no, that, 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 that started the fucking toxic. <laughs> that baby boy is the epitome of toxic black relationships right now, still to this day. Um, but, what else would I say? Black movies with good love, good ending, all of that. Good ending, good love. Uh, it's a couple I just like can't pinpoint them right now. Um, coming to America. That's that wasn't a that was that was a romance to y'all. I thought it was a comedy. It was, it was like a rom-com. rom-com. I'll take rom-com. that. I'll accept that because that's a great movie. Um, but you see how hard it is. It ain't a lot. It's it's like. But you know what's crazy though? I'm so about I, to say uh, because co- coffee. <laughs> <laughs> because because I'm big on like research, right? And I get a lot of my my observation. I do a lot of my analyzing through like observation, even yeah. with human engagement or even in films and shit. And I started to watch a lot of Caucasian films that was romance. And I'm like, yo, the problem they go through, I don't know if this is their reality versus our reality, but they never depict them. It's never that bad. It's like, it'd be a little cheating, a little bit of, yeah, 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 yeah. a little bit of disagreements, a couple divorces, but they still make it work co-parenting. It's yo, all you way. ain't lying that it's true. We, we say it all the time. Drama, trauma, and whole shit that, is what our, our culture, culture we is addicted to it. Bro. I just typed in the top 10 black love movies. And it's all drama, trauma. Number one is Queen and Slim. It's like, they, they <laughs> that, get killed. I'm about to say, wait, what? <laughs> they got killed because she flipped out. Uh, is that atrimony? 
Jason's lyric. Jason's lyric was that was that was her brother tried to kill her boyfriend. Poetic yeah. justice in Chicago beat beat, beat up like all in. and that was when it was subtle. Like he just hit her with a two piece. He wasn't downright putting her. You know what I'm saying? That's all just poor representation. I'm going on Oprah daily. Oprah.com. All right, what you got for us, Oprah? Right. <laughs> what you got for us, Oprah? You better, you better represent us. <laughs> you better come with it, Oprah. M- Malcolm and Marie is number one. I never heard of that. Is oh, that-, that was with uh, uh, John David Washington. Zendaya. And Zendaya. Yeah. Oh, that must be new. Y'all said yeah, it's new. Zendaya. Yeah, that's new. I got to go check it out. The Photograph in that, 2020. Was a that, was, that wasn't a bad movie. The Photograph? Yeah, it wasn't a bad movie. That, was, that was a nice movie. Yeah, Queen and Slim movie. is number four. So I never, I, I, Oprah I thinks it. that's a good love film. Uh, what else is on here that I know? Moonlight. Cause I think for me, I don't want to be about last night. Kevin Hart. That's that one of my favorite. That, no, that was my favorite movie. You can't. No, that's one of my favorite movies. I left. I went to get. Well, right, what was about last it. night? It was Kevin him and Hart, the, um, Regina King. Yeah, no, but not even just Regina King. The other girl that was in Fifty Cent movie. Joy Bryant. Joy Bryant oh, with Michael yeah, Elay. Yeah, yeah. I watched that movie at least fifty times. Now let think, me say this. Think like a man. Again, uh, these are good black films. Now, let me say this, right? Let me just right. Queen Latifah and Common. It was a little toxic. I can't remember. Why I can't did I remember. get married? How is that on the list? <laughs> it's like the, the, the title was itself. Why? The, but it was a good. Them, so again, they all classic that I love. I love all of them. So yeah. I'm not going to stand in front of them like I don't love them. And I don't want to be delusional to the reality of the shit that a lot of our communities face. Daddy's but I'm like, why girl. is that all they show? But here go my Can we have anything to go away to combat it? Just yeah, a little. Like one. Black and I, and can we get one? And I, I like Daddy's Little Girls. Uh, yeah. Idris Elba and uh, Gabriel. Yeah, that, was good. That, was good. that was a good job. In reality, He's a black man who went to jail for a rape he didn't commit. Mm. She's a stuck-up lawyer who doesn't want to give him a shot because mm. she feels like a nigga with three kids is beneath her. The three kids he has with a baby mom who's running with a nigga who has a Chrysler on 29s and is running the <laughs> he project. Pulls a on <laughs> <him>. <laughs> he pulls a blicky on him. That's some mailman's out here reality. It's a mailman out here going through that right now. He's he's, he's living that exact storyline. <laughs> he said, live money. <laughs> you keep coming at me like this. Then that nigga look like Jay Prince on my trip. <laughs> This gangster nigga that looked like Jay Prince. Fucking Ray Prince. Yeah, Ray Prince. That movie is it's always that character that's the excessive thug. Yes. Where it's like, why do he got to have the Chrysler on 29? It's crazy. With all these chains. Yeah. Remember all his goons? He's sitting there smoking weed with the, with the, with uh, Tasha from Why Did I Get Married? And the kids is in the room like, I don't want to be here. He's yeah. like, Well, you here? Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's like, like, why does stepdad got to be that nigga? Like, why does he be my stepdad? But I think that that's what I want to do, just pose the question of thinking. Like, yeah. Remember the nigga why, came why, short with the bread? They started rolling on him in the crib. Like, why y'all beat the nigga ass in the kids condo in here. with the kids right At now? least go on a porch. <laughs> At least take him outside. At least have some class and etiquette with the shit. Like, it's just, the nigga these out. movies, and the, it's always that, 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 that shit. It's that, violence. That, it's thug, toxic. All, it, it, that shit be annoying. And I just think we represent so much more, so I... I'm so because I I don't like being divisive. I don't like the men versus women conversation because it we can't get nowhere because it divides the household. Yeah. But I feel like in the media everybody is so used to it that they literally look for that. Like yo, it's like you will go on the internet looking for people to disagree and agree yeah. with you it, to be divisive. Bro, it's a never ending conversation because like we said, like we preface this with. No relationship is one size fits all. Nah, it's if not a these people approach. speak as if it's like these are the rules of success. Exactly. Like, this is what's going to get your relationship right. And it's like, 
Y'all are wrong as fuck. And that's why I speak to having a good character because character is character. It's like intentions is intentions. Like yeah. morals is morals. Values is... Now, granted, different cultures have different values, but it's some point at a baseline where everybody agree of something. And yeah. I feel like <laughs> if you live your life to that baseline, it don't matter what's going on on the surface because beneath the surface, we all literally still trying to figure it out. Ain't none of us really got it all figured out. Okay. He found one. Brown sugar. I thought that was a good ass Brown Sugar was love good. movie where yeah. it wasn't much trauma. I even liked the new series of um the shit that just oh, came uh, back out. Best Man. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it. It Best was authentic. Man. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, authentic yeah, yeah, yeah. black shit. I thought shit. it was good. Yeah. I like I literally sat there and smiled. Even certain little Jones like breaking all the rules that was a little funny to me, but it had uh Tuka play that game, the little petty shit. Like yeah. the that's last, authentic black shit. The like, last movie they have on there is Love and Basketball. And you don't like that? That was toxic. That was a toxic ass movie. Let me think. We got enough mm-hmm. money to keep your ass in Gucci and go. Like, <laughs> when you think about it at a mature level, I can Quincy, see the toxicity. Quincy, Quincy told the girl, "I'll play you for your love was, and don't do it." Quincy would have done it too. What the fuck? Quincy McCall leg was shot. That nigga turned into fucking Thomas Shepard when it's time <laughs> to play for his heart. Like, that's the crazy. Oh, you want to play for some love? Oh, you want to play for love? Check right, rock, bitch. No. I got it. Hitting her elbows and shit up and under. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga flew it off the backboard. (laughs) No, but I think ultimately, man, like, it's like, that's my whole thing. Like, Every time it's us in the media, it's always we only accept a low vibrational version of ourselves. So at this point, can you be mad at the makers when they go off data? Y'all niggas yeah. looking at y'all Patreon. Y'all looking at data. Okay, <laughs> 35 to 44, doing this, doing yeah. that. Okay, these are the people that like what we do. Yep. So when you think about it, it's like they cater to what we expect of ourselves. And we got to raise the standard of what we see for ourselves. Like, it's not a problem to want more. Yeah. It's not like, why, is that, why, is that, why am I got to be a sellout? Because I don't want to be down here on right. the corner. He sold us out. Bro, I'm in school. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a nigga. <laughs> I'm trying to better myself. Better than yourself, you're going to get. But it's like, you know, that's why we got to keep fun. That's where the generational wealth coming at. You got to. You had that. Who was the old head in y'all hoods that was that guy that was just different than all the other old heads that kept you on the straight and narrow where you knew, like, if we see Mr. Such and Such, we got to put the L out or we can't fight in front of him. Yeah. You need that guy to keep the community yeah. honest. Because if not, it'll be a disaster. Because community is togetherness. It's not supposed to be something where it's like, you know, yeah, it gets to the point where it creates unity of us versus them if you're not from the community, but yeah. inside the community is supposed to be love. You're supposed to have people of all. You need Polarity is real. You need them nut-ass old heads that'll put a gun in the, the, the kid hand so that the old head who wants to retrieve it from him yeah. can exist because if there's no gun, then he has no purpose. So everybody serves a purpose, but it's like, you know, we all, I don't know, we need to show more of that guy, highlight that guy who actually is out here trying to be of substance to these young people, black, both men and women. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah, man, I don't know. That's y'all. Maybe maybe y'all should make a film and we should c- collab on some try right. start try a healthy experiment, a healthy family, no divorce, we'll no cheating. Have Wolf pulling up in a Chrysler with, on thirties. Come in, Monty. <laughs> Silly as shit. Why your hair is crazy? Yeah. I don't want to be here. Why your hair? Yeah. It's a crazy statement, man. But you know, I don't know, man. I just feel like all in all. We are making progress. I do want to say, like, there's a lot of black people doing some amazing shit. We got platforms. And I feel like we are so diverse because our culture is just like that. Like, we naturally got a bit of everything. We not bland. We literally flavored. Yeah, we got the sauce. We got the... There we got. That was the best word we to use. We sauce. literally have the sauce. And I don't want to keep 
being mad at each other. Like, let's embrace the fact that all the other cultures look to us to establish dominance in these yeah. places. Like, yeah. they literally take the sauce. But we so want to be accepted that we are okay with them taking yeah. the sauce. Yeah. And I don't have a problem. I'm not even going to act like I got a problem with it, but I also have a problem with my brothers doing it either. Yeah. Like, I, we we be having some real deal talks about culture and media, yeah. and you give out game, I give out game. Literally, I told you all, when we were sitting at my show, I'm like, dog, like, you one of the most, like, he really noticed back in shit how these fucking platforms and shit working how to get paid and gave me all the game for free he didn't it wasn't a hesitancy it wasn't he like yeah you get this mic get this roll cast get this get that get this shit that i know nothing about and i feel like that we need to highlight that type of shit why is it get it and hold it yeah. he ain't put it in the ebook and say uh <laughs> wolf the drone's one now i'm not saying it's not wrong with putting it in the book. Like, here you go, bro. but you understand that i'm serious about it so you yeah. gave it to me for free and i think at least and when we I get to that level gonna do something that's what it. i mean by serious 100 you know percent so if it, was, if it was another motherfucker that i feel like ain't gonna do nothing all right my, my consultation fee is a hundred dollars Hour. Yeah, 100%. but for somebody like you, that's already in practice, and we share best practices or whatever, and we got a genuine relationship prior, prior to, to this, right? To this, it's like I'm a lame for trying to, you know, come up off of you. But like, our culture don't understand the difference. Yeah, we think that every they say the game is to be sold, not told. But it's like, is it generational wealth if you got to sell it to your kids? Like, if I got to sell it to right. my kids, is it really generational? That's not like generational taxes yeah. to me. Yeah. Motherfucker, this Oh, you want to learn how to set up a trust, son? All right, that's fine. Yeah. Check your text message. <laughs> Send you a link. Yeah. That's my link tree. Go ahead and click, <laughs> click my link tree and go ahead to the third link. It's going to walk you through the funnel. It's the trade line sauce on there, too. You know what I'm saying? $4.99. And because you're my son, I'm going to throw in the e-book. Motherfucker. He a one-time promo code for the e-book. What the boy, what the the boy e say on, uh, at Best Buy, the sauce is forever? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that shit is real. But yeah, man, I don't know, man. I, I I definitely want to take this time to give y'all boys y'all flowers, man. Y'all been operating in this space for quite some time, and, um, even before it was a thing. And I always like to look at the pioneers and shit because the pioneers never get the credit the way they deserve it. And I feel like when you pioneer something, you don't always take it to the highest level because people get it and then realize where you fucked up and do it faster exactly. and then proclaim dominance. It's innovation. Innovation. You know, the nigga that made the first car, I don't know that Tesla exists, like, and he never will. But the fact of the matter is we still have to pay it back and then pay it forward. So we got to tribute to people like y'all who are was in this space well before me and even though I'm a great talker and I'm great with the content I still respect y'all as people who are in this space first right because that's what I just got to do so congrats to y'all on all thank of y'all success you, and everything y'all doing add the claps and everything y'all got going on <laughs> you know what I mean and I feel like even though y'all know that this is just the beginning I still don't want to disregard the road here because right. it took you seven eight years to get the information you gave to me in 10 minutes right. and I don't take it for granted and that's why we pay it back and then we pay it forward so the fact that it took me 10 minutes to get it from you it might take me two minutes to deliver it to that next young boy and that's how we create generational wealth by getting the to learning curve and cutting it as fucking slim as possible yeah. and i feel like kevin hart jay-z said this in that interview where they talked about the learning curve mm -hmm. and it's like that's what makes it such like if you get it at 50 you give it to the next person at 40 they give it to the person at 30 now we got 10 11 year olds talking about financial literacy yep. so that's how we win. But to give y'all flowers, I feel like this platform is on the up and up. And, man, the last thing I'm going to say, too, is when y'all look at yourselves, I don't think y'all compare. But when y'all do, if ever, look at the top motherfuckers in the world. Not saying y'all don't. And focus primarily on that. Y'all got this. It ain't nobody y'all don't know in this situation. Yeah. Literally, okay, next level thinking, TRPE has to be amongst, because I literally see people who are just as good, not as good, maybe a little bit better with certain shit, but the fact that y'all in the discussion, if this was the NBA, y'all deserve to be on the court as well. 
And oh, yeah. it all, and I ain't saying y'all not, and I'm not saying y'all not already thinking that, but I'm just yeah. stamping it like, man, I see this shit to be something that when we look back 10 years from now, and this is a drink champs level, and it might get there in two years, but we still look back like, remember that talk we had? And my book is right. a bestseller, yeah. and you know, I'm thinking into the future how greatness is going to happen, and this is our moment. So we in the moment of history right now. Because y'all going to go on to be some shit. I'm going to go on to be some shit. We're going to all have a conversation a few years from now and laugh. We see it all the time when Kevin Hart was in a movie with this nigga 10 years ago. And Paper Soldiers are. You look at Jay-Z and he did a song with this person 20, 30 years. Then you look at him now and be like, damn, that was a moment 20 years ago. But this moment means more because it happened 20 years ago. And they can still shake each other's hand and be like, yo, we Mm. really... We really had it. Even if Nas and Jay-Z was really, Jay really got away from the foosh niggas, didn't he? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, damn. Uh, no, yeah. but yeah, man, y'all niggas is on some shit, man. Y'all, and I just want y'all to know that, man. Uh, we, we appreciate, appreciate you that. pulling up today, bro. I'm, I'm, Make sure uh, you tell everybody where they can follow you at, where they can get your content, and most importantly, where they can get the book. At. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Art of Accountability is available in my bio. It's going to be on Amazon, but come get it from me because Amazon be taxing the shit out of us. You know what I mean? Go to the moon. Fly, I'm just keeping it being. Like, <laughs> it costs a lot to go to the moon. Yeah. I don't knock it. If I want to use this platform, me taxing. But yeah. the link in my bio, or you can visit... My website, thewolfhasspoken.com. Um, the Art of Accountability will be out by the time y'all watching this. You know what I'm saying? And uh, y'all can follow me on Instagram, at WolfWSC. On Twitter, at WolfWSC underscore TikTok, at WolfWSC. And Christian Mangos, at Wolf. Nah, I ain't got a Christian Mangos. <laughs> but uh, all in all, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I paid for my blue checks, and I'm proud of it. So if y'all see me verified, I've been verified in real life. He actually had that, the blue yeah, check. Yeah, I had that on a question like last June. I, I, I don't have, I, in general, I didn't have a problem with it. Anybody that's a creator, hmm? a business owner, um, you somebody in arts little, and entertainment, little Rai Rai, little Keisha from yeah, down the block. Yeah, it's like I, anybody that's, that's that understands the navigation that a blue check opens up for you. Mm-hmm. I understand it. But it's like at this point, it's like we four days in. It's like attacking a blue check yeah. right now. But them the ones that's not gonna be there no more. The thing is, all right. So it's so many other benefits to it, like the protection on your account. The fact of the matter is, people make fake pages of me and try to scam people. That's it. That, yeah. we, we, that we, alone. We, we broke it down on Patreon yeah. the other day. There oh, yeah. are a lot of benefits. But to this I shit. do understand the why are you doing this? Like, but I actually like the saturation of status from the because it's like now you really get to see who's who because yeah. that literally creates a sub. Like if y'all podcast. Page isn't verified and somebody else's is for some reason it seems like they're doing more than y'all we now have leveled the playing field right. for $15 <laughs> a month now I've done PR and I've done marketing I have gotten people qualified for verification through paid channels of publications. So I understand that end of the business as well. I know that and 95% of blue checks are, are paid, paid for. Yeah. I was yo, I was having this conversation with my homie the other day because he's like, yeah, motherfuckers paying for these blue checks. And I'm like, yo, here's the thing. Unless you're like LeBron exactly. or Drake, you still pay. there was a still. lot of people that were paying for them in the form, form of, of paying for media yes. exposure, yes. paying for a situation with yeah. the news, paying, paying a PR. Paying, yeah. paying a PR and You're still rep. paying. So yeah. it's like at the end of the day, unless you're like a mega, like only... Jay Z could show up and it's like we don't even know if this Jay, but give verified. it to him, yeah. Because yeah, have it paid for one day, yeah. Get verified, delete yeah, it. Because yeah. he T- called Zuckerberg, yeah. yeah. T- Grizzly the hottest out. No, that's gotta be Jay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, remember when that actually happened? Yeah. So it's like at the end of the day, you see a lot of these different pages and platforms. It's a lot of that that was going on where you might not necessarily pay Elon, yeah, fifteen dollars, yeah. but when you paid your PR lady fifteen hundred dollars, yeah, a month two grand, for yeah, for six months, and she got you on this public. Publication, yep. the Philadelphia, the Philly exactly. bag, and this, that, and the third, and you got verified. It's, it's kind of the same. And thing. and to, like, to that point, I literally have done PR for myself and had to, you know, go through press runs and do marketing yeah. to qualify. And I felt like whether I pay or not, I can qualify. If you go on, if you Google me, I have pages of work 
that speaks, right. you know what I mean, to yeah. what I've done. And that's enough, you know, alone to qualify via IG. But the fact that they discounted it and made it $14.99 or some shit like that, you'll be a fool to not take advantage of if you are somebody of something. Like, if yeah. you still got a brand, well, you can't probably do your brand, but you can do yourself because they want your ID and yeah, all of that yeah, cool yeah. shit. But the fact of the matter is, I understand the conversation of why are you doing it and you do nothing. You literally stand on a corner and you just doing it because it's accessible yeah, to you. Someone's page came get across it. my joint today where it's just like he follows 20... 700 people on his phone. No, he followed six, like... Oh, no, that was another one yeah. I said. Somebody was following, like, 6,000 and had, like, 500 followers. I'm like... It's just like, why? But, what are we doing? But I'm pro-verify yourself. I'm pro-protect your account. I'm yeah, pro... If you got any positive yeah, momentum in your that. life, get verified. Yeah, because you... At the end of the day, even if they was to cancel the subscription, you've got the feeling. You know how many years that shit was on my goal list? <laughs> you got the feeling. You, you got... Yeah, it's like when you get the pussy one time. Yeah. It's like, I didn't marry her, but I got the feeling. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like right now, and I'm but enjoying Drake's my moment. One time is fine with me. Fine with me. Yeah. So if they got the subscription service, it might crash. It might not last for so many years. Years or whatever, they might up the criteria to be verified and yeah. still give you the subscription. They're going through the beginning stages of it. Yeah, they I think they're def- out. I personally think they're definitely gonna up. The, yeah, the like you might have to have a certain follower count authentically. You might yeah. have to have a Provide certain, certain situation. situation. Yeah, yeah like, like, it has to be a reason. But there's no way they're gonna let this just continue. With every <laughs> single body. This is fuckery. Yeah, nigga, create a page is verified. Got- no board, nigga got zero zero zero. They have a post, <laughs> nigga verify. He pays $14.99. But yeah. you know, I. Just just feel like you know, like I said, take advantage of it because just to have that moment. If they said you can pay to play in the NBA for one game, it's gonna cost you 10k. Would you do it? No. Some niggas would. No. They didn't so, pay me 10. No, you smart. <laughs> but again, but listen, <laughs> I need a 10 day contract. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, certain shit. Drake put his fucking crib on this little platform for you can record at his house for 250k an hour. It's somebody out here that's rich enough to just want to go to Drake crib for yeah. the experience. It's going to pay that quarter. He's genius, but it's like you would look at a nigga like a fool for doing Drake it. Drake nowhere to be found. He it said feature not included. Yeah, Drake is the New Zealand. Said, no. Drake feature not included. That means he's intentionally going to fly out yeah. the day you book your session. Oh, he just paid. Oh, he paid seven fifty. All right, I'm out. Gas yeah, up, yeah. gas up, air. Drake. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead and put air Drake. Go put air Drake <laughs> in the air. You know, call up some 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 tings, and we gonna hit the road. But you know, I just feel like you know. It's Worth it, but I, I, of course, you know, before you do it, you be like, damn, but I wanted to get my shit from the muscle. It's like, man, listen, at this point, even I'll get my shit from the muscle. If you, you know what's so bad, you know what's so bad, though, if you know it says when you were verified, say if you get your shit from the muscle this month, people are still going to think you're the the subscription because it says verified March of, April of 2023. Uh, So there's no way to say who's. Anybody from any you, anybody from today I, moving forward. I saw people the other day were posting like when they were verified. To I've prove been verified that since twenty twenty. Exactly. But say the kid that goes on to be a phenom in basketball, he gets verified this month. Nobody knows if he's the subscription or the official. Yeah, LeBron was even saying like, I'm not paying for this shit on Twitter, so holla back. He's oh like, yeah, y'all can take my drum. Yeah, Bron, like y'all can add a blue yeah. check. I'm Bron. You know what I'm saying? Like I got a fucking network. But I don't like, think it's a status symbol. I just yeah. think for me it's just like I'm tired oh, of people that, DMing me like I cash you at you. No, you didn't. Yeah. You not cash at me. You cash at Wolf underscore underscore WSC. That is not me. Yeah. So now the check just protect all of that nonsense. It's me and your DM we if it's a blue check. Appreciate you coming through today, bro. Yeah, I appreciate like, y'all. Excellent. 
Yeah. Uh, you got anything else you want to throw out there? No, no. Listen, man. Y'all gave me y'all platform. Um, y'all gave me a voice. I appreciate it. It was a you hell of a open conversation, door, bro. Whenever you want to come, yeah, back, it was a hell of a mean? conversation. Just go get my book. You know what I mean? We didn't go all the way in depth about it, but that's fine. Just uh, understand that accountability will change your life. I, I'm, I call myself a philosopher. I got my own philosophies in there on how to understand, how to take accountability, how to hold others accountable, and how to receive accountability because there are three different things. And uh, just check out the book. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I got something called the ninety ten accountability rule, which will be in my TED Talk, I'm speaking into existence, and I feel like it's going to be something that people refer to as much as we do the 80-20 rule. So, you know, I'm just trying to do things that will stick. Playing a long game. The Wolf has spoken. That's real. We out. Peace. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom up, up, up. At participating McDonald's.